show coming from the rack store. Bet this back in the Mac in the back flow. Let's go, chillin' with raccoons by the back door. Take calls so you can stake more. All I wanna do is making door right. But I found this crew and doing alright. We wreck will bitch, ready to fight. So many raccoons ready for the boss life. I might fly high like a kite, right? But always ready for a shite for the right prize. Raccoon supply has the right price. Giving you respect if it's likewise. So I'm buying all the mean guys with the clean heart. Read between lies, laser bean through lean eyes. Larry or with clean lies, trash mouth, mean smile, be wise. NFT wise, fuck with these guys. It's the rack rap from the back lab. 100 NFTs in my backpack. Crazy rack rap from the stash app. Rack will take a lead in this haystack. Good morning, Rock FM guys. How are we doing today? It's Friday, May the 26th, and it's O800 EST. What does the O stand for? Oh my God, what a special guest we have on the show tonight. However, guys, it appears that we're getting rugged. Uh, my co-host B-Bands cannot get in the room. So what I'm going to do, I've sent Liam a, a speaker invite. I'm quickly going to jump out of the app and back in. And fingers crossed, guys, we can get this fixed. Ah, B-Bands is back. Right, B-Bands, hold fire. I'm going to jump out and back in. That fixed it last night. I can see Billy's having problems as well. Uh, I don't know if Liam can accept the speaker invite, but it looks like we've got another ruggy space. So, guys, yeah, one minute. I'll jump out and back in. Hopefully, we'll get the show on the road. So, B-Bands, I did... Ah, we've got Liam up. B-Bands, I did send you a co-host direct to your DMs, by the way. Uh, without further ado, though, guys, I know we're having problems, but uh, hello, Liam. I presume it's a uh, good afternoon for you, brother, is it? Uh, yes, it is. Can you hear me okay, by the way? Oh, you're absolutely perfect, dude. Yeah, yeah. What about me? Am I OK? Because sometimes I do have a few mic problems. Am I all right? Yeah, all good. All good here. Uh, for some reason, when I first joined, there was like no audio coming through my phone. Um, but yeah, I think it's fine because you were fine on PC and it seems to be working now. So uh, yeah, how you doing, man? How is everything? How's everything in the Rack FM world? Fantastic, mate. Yeah, we've got a new uh, POA to drop, uh, a special one, uh, considering you're here. I tell you what, mate, we're absolutely blessed. I was, was going to say on the, on the Spaces front, though, I heard about uh, Elon. Uh, getting rugged on his own space the other day. Did you hear about that, yeah? I didn't, actually, but that's quite ironic. Oh, I mean, wouldn't you be deploying, like, resources, like, somehow, like, wouldn't you? Like, if you were Elon, you'd have done something, right, to make sure you weren't going to get rugged, yeah? Well, if he's getting rugged and he can't fix it for himself, then I guess there's <laughs> it's got a bit of a problem, maybe. <laughs> But Liam, I don't know if you've noticed, right, but the Spaces figures have actually been quite low recently across the board for many shows, right? Uh, and I do think that people are just starting to get, like, pissed off now. I think it's getting to the point where, like, it's becoming so unreliable as, like, a media platform that, you know, people are just going to lose interest in the end, right? Yeah, I think so. And uh, actually, I've, I've had some problems, like, uploading videos and stuff as well. Uh, and this was with uh, an account with Twisted Blue. So, uh, yeah, I think there is a point where you just do get fed up with stuff. So, uh, yeah, I can understand, actually. So, yeah, I understand what you're saying, for sure. 
Oh, B-Bands has devastated Liam. She's been really looking forward to you, right? All bloody week as well. And now she kind of get in. Oh, I don't know what's going on. She's not going to be happy, you know. Dude, she's been baking. Uh, it's a nightmare. She's been baking cookies and everything for you, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hopefully she'll still be able to make it at some point. We've got a bit of time, right? Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have, to have a look, dude, to see if the... Uh, sometimes the uh, Twitter drops updates, and sometimes people will update, and sometimes people won't, you know. Uh, guys, if anybody is having problems, uh, I do say... Because Billy, I can see you've been in a few times... Probably jump in the app store and see if there's uh, maybe an update dropped because that's sometimes I've turned automatic updates back on since they've uh, like regularly been updating Twitter. But uh, yeah, Liam, uh, I just wanted to, to ask you, mate. So, Liam, you, you decided to have like a little bit of a change in kind of career path recently, right? Uh, sort of you've dropped down a little bit from doing as much content, is that right? And went to do some stuff for, for Omniflix. Yeah, how's it working out, bro? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been much better. Um, you know, you, you, I don't know how, how it's for you guys, but uh, for me, it was, um, th- there was like a lot of like self-pressure when making content. Like, I feel like I had to like, you know, make all this content for the community and uh, I wasn't really getting paid uh, by anyone to, to make any content. So, um, yeah, I think it just got to a point where I was like, look, you know what? Like, I've done a lot for the community. I can't keep making videos every day. Like, I need to pay my rent. I've got bills to pay. I want to keep my investments, not sell them to pay off, um, you know, my rent and stuff. So I was like, hey, I'll do something different for a while, see how I feel. Um, and I can always come back to content later, right? I mean, it's not like uh, crypto is going anywhere. I think it's here to stay. So I can always come back to content another time. So, yeah, how, uh, I think it's all going well. How long, Liam, were you? Ma- I mean, you must have been making content for about two years or something, were you? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty much bang on. Uh, I think I started uh during lockdown actually uh, so for around 2020 wow so even longer right because you only you only stopped like a couple of months ago right like this year i think it was yeah 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 somewhere around january february so yeah a couple months ago maybe about four four five months ago now and uh so what's it been like over at the uh, working with the guys at omniflix because from personal experience i mean there's some of the nicest guys i've ever worked with there uh, in crypto, not that I've worked with like many, but they're just they're just literally so bloody helpful, man. It's it's unbelievable, you know. Oh, they're great. Uh Sisla's amazing. Like we've always been uh, like good friends anyway, since we uh like uh I guess since since I discovered Omniflix and you know, we had a few chats back back in maybe twenty twenty one or something like that. Um yeah, I think I think they're just an amazing team. Like they're always wanting to collaborate and like support, you know, creators, support other teams help with you know events like Cosmoverse as an example so um yeah I think they're one of the best teams to work with um and uh yeah I'd say working with them myself it's not really changed much in terms of you know like how I speak with Sisla how Sisla speaks with me um so really it's just been it's just been a great way to keep um involved in the community so yeah I've loved it how do you find it? Because you've done a few things with Omniflix, right? Uh, Rack FM has. Oh, dude, I, honestly, the platform is just flawless. It's such a lovely experience. And if you've tried to do like, you know, bulk minting on Juno, on DowDow with like custom contracts, pain in the backside. Uh, Stargaze, I mean, you know, it's not that difficult, but it's still a lot more complicated for non-dev people, right? Dude, Omniflix is just such a joy. It's like really is just so cool to use, you know. 
how do you find like the two interfaces from like a user perspective like between say like stargaze and omniflix like how do you find it? it like not from the creator perspective but from like a user standpoint yeah the the omniflix one is just a lot simpler uh, a lot easier, a lot slicker. You know, yeah, like with the Omniflix one, you haven't got to go and like triple check everything. And there's also not this real need to do everything on testnet. With Stargears, kind of in case you make a mistake, you, you kind of feel like you have to do everything on testnet first. So you're kind of doing everything twice, you know. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not a shit on Stargears or anything, but last night we were talking about this and about how the platforms are so different from one another. And you know how, you know, it's all about this like media content creation ability to, to engage with your audience. You know, that's what Omniflix is about. You know, you're not going to release a 10K PFP collection on Omni, but you know, you're going to release like videos on there or some webinars or something, right? Whereas like Stargaze is that like PFP kind of, that's the way I look at it, you know? I'll tell you what, Liam, what about the gaming side of things? So it's one of the reasons that you've decided to have a bit of a change. Uh, and guys, by the way, I'm getting a uh, message uh, DMs off B-Bands to say the reason no one's here is because the space is not working, which is pretty bad, like, but at least we've got the recording anyway. <laughs> Hopefully, yes, Bruce or uh, Finn will be joining soon. But yeah, Liam, did you decide to get into, like, I believe you used to be a big gamer. or Are you still a big gamer? Is that what you're intending to do? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, I was looking into like gaming in Cosmos, right? And uh, I think the problem is there's not really like uh, much of a gaming culture here yet. Like there are gamers around. There's people who are like interested in gaming, but uh, there's not really much going as much going on gaming wise as you see in, you know, Polygon or other kind of like Web3 areas. Um, so I haven't really pursued it any further in terms of like the crypto sense, but in terms of like you know web 2 like i'm a massive gamer i uh i do like smash bros tournaments um so i play that competitively um i also play a lot of rocket league uh but less competitively and uh i do love a story-based kind of game as well like open world single player ones so yeah massive gamer man did you see the uh gta 6 announcement about the crypto yeah i actually haven't no uh what what was that what happened <laughs> Just come out, yeah. Basically, in GTA 6, you're going to be able to earn, uh, or, or what you earn in the game uh, is going to be paid in crypto. And there's going to be like a kind of uh, like ability to be able to like off ramp it into U USD. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. GTA 6, quite an interesting prospect, that isn't it? It is, if that's uh, something they follow through on. Yeah, that's massive. Well, I mean, that's that's going to be like way ahead in Web3 gaming circles, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, this is what we need, really. We do need some like Web2 games to transition over because they're the ones that are going to build like a UI that, that the everyday normal person's going to want to use. So I think it's great. Actually, talking about your content creation, I see that you had to go back to it, uh, albeit temporary for the uh, Neutron airdrop, was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, true. That was with Stake Seeds, though. So, uh, yeah, I guess you could say I got, went back to it. But, uh, yeah, that was just a five-minute uh, tutorial. So that wasn't too too much. <laughs> oh, I forgot, about, I forgot about that as well. Yeah. Are you, are you doing the governance over there? Or are you doing the governance, like, investigations and feedback? Uh, forgot about that, right? 
Yeah, yeah. No, I'm trying to, um, yeah, I'm trying to do like uh, a lot of the governance for Stakes Eater around the Cosmos Hub, Juno, Stargate, Injective, like a few other chains as well. Um, and it's interesting, you know, it's interesting. I think there's a lot of challenges around governance. Um, and of course, it's very political. So you get a lot of uh, emotions running high and stuff as well. And a lot of a lot of DPS. So it's, it's been interesting, man. That's for sure. Isn't that the biggest battle moving forward, Liam, right? How do you make governance sexy? Simple fact of life, right? Like NFTs, are sexy, you know, even meme coins, you know, they can be a bit sick. Governing, I mean, one of the worst things we've got, in my opinion, is Commonwealth. That's one of the biggest issues. People just don't want to bother with Commonwealth, you know? Yeah, I think you're right. You know, uh, from what I've seen, like, there's very little engagement in Commonwealth. It's it's kind of like a place for the, like, I don't want to say the inner circle. It's not the term, I don't think it's the best term, but it's like where, where, like, maybe people who are very active in governance or are developers, they're the only ones that are really engaging on these, like, Commonwealth forums. I think most of the everyday community just wants to chat it out in Twitter spaces, on Twitter, or, or just not even bother at all. It depends, really, on the person, I think. Yeah, well, unfortunately... Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, Juno passed a uh, prop, a resolution where everything has to go through Commonwealth before it can go on chain. So now with Juno, we've got no bloody choice, you know. But if you if you don't have those initial discussions on Twitter, you're never going to get any traction on, on Commonwealth, you know, not none whatsoever. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like a, a weird one, because I think it's good to have like uh, procedures leading up to a proposal going on chain. Um, you know, just make sure like the wording is not ambiguous or done poorly. Uh, and it can just make sure like uh, the proposal is like refined to a good point before it goes on chain. But like you say, like no one really goes in Commonwealth. So it's not really even that effective to do it that way. So it's a, it's a difficult one because I think it should be it should be put somewhere where people view before it goes live on chain. Um, but it's just where do you put it? Because even Twitter is pretty, pretty fragmented in terms of having like conversations about these things. I'll tell you what I do like, though, Liam. We interviewed uh, Jared and uh, Zion from Terra last night. And because I've been doing some stuff on, like, Enterprise and messing around with Station Wallet, I really like the fact that, like, you've got all the governance, like, in one place now. I think this is key moving forward. Have you used much of uh, Terra Station yet, the Station Wallet? You know what? That's actually one I've just never really got around to using. Um, so I'm just not familiar with Terra Station and... Uh... Obviously, you know, Terra is not the same as it was before, but um, I'm not really familiar with Terra now or Terra, um, you know, back when Anchor and stuff was available. But uh, yeah, I'm sure you've got stuff you can tell me about it. <laughs> Liam, I'll tell you what, when you peep under the hood uh, at what they're developing over there, the projects they've got the working on, the very fact that they're focused on like rebuilding their reputation as like a priority. Uh, I've been quite impressed with some of the projects I've been finding and I mean, I know Feather's going to be like quite a weird way, but things like uh, Alliance, uh, Station, uh, Emulate, Entropy, there's some amazing tech. But what I'm really like interested in this time is, I said to like Jared and them last night, you know, Terra never seemed to be really engaged in and utilizing like IBC for what it was meant to be. You know, like Terra came in the ego, they had their eyes on Solana, Avalanche, you know, they were all over the place, right? Building that market cap, yeah. Whereas this time with Terra 2, they seem to be really focused on utilizing everything they can, like with their uh, Cosmosm, 
like trying to leverage as much to do with Cosmosm, uh, interchain accounts, interchain security, like as possible, you know. So they've got like things like the Alliance module now. You'll have seen that kicking around, right, on Migaloo and Kojira and stuff, yeah? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Migaloo is super interesting. Alliance is interesting as well. I think like these like security models where you can kind of uh, get like security for loads of different execution environments that kind of like build out a economy is like really, really powerful. So yeah, that interests me a lot. Um, I need to take a deep dive into Migaloo actually uh, to understand Alliance and obviously look into Feather for when that's kind of like used a lot more as well. It's all very I, interesting. I got some bad vibes about Feather last night and then later okay. on the unrecorded one, Rebel came out, and I think I think there maybe might be a bit of an internal dispute as to how it gets utilized, what its final version looks like, etc. What I gathered from last night is, you know, we shouldn't hold our breath for Feather. Uh, definitely, it seems like Alliance and and obviously Station and a couple of other things are the priorities. But when it does come out, it will be amazing. But I, I got a bit of a shock last night because in the Telegram group, Jared said, "Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it." And then last night, the minute I mentioned it, Zion just shut it down. And I'm thinking, ah, right, okay. Not not all is well with uh, Feather. So I don't know if it's a dev thing or whether it's just a, what, what it is. But there's something not quite right about it at the minute. But never mind. There's plenty of other stuff to look at, you know. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, no, exactly. definitely worth having a look. I think raccoons are going to be over there soon. They're just uh, tightening up the contracts and getting stuff ready. So hopefully we should have a casino over there before long, you know. Yeah, nice, nice. I mean, how many chains are you on now? Uh, at the minute, we're on, because uh, we're going to be deploying on White Wheel soon. We're on Chihuahua and uh, Juno. But I think we shouldn't be that long, because I know they were messing around on the Kujira testnet. So I don't think we should be too long for Kujira. Uh, and Archway, the minute that Archway launches. Uh, Have you looked over on Injective as well? I know they've got a Talis now on there, I think. So I don't know I if that's think, one of his Yeah, goals. but I, I think the problem with Injective is is the doxing. That's the issue. You've got to be fully doxed on Injective, right? Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I didn't realise. Okay. And, it's, and it's permissioned as well, isn't it, right? Fully permissioned, yeah? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So you, if you want to deploy like a contract, you'll have to go through governance. Correct, yes, exactly. Whereas uh, where they're deploying at the moment is that they're just like... They could have been deployed on Polygon and a few other places like a long, long time ago, right? Uh, but it's just the doxing. It's just purely the doxing, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Dude, B-Bath, I'm so sorry for B-Bath. She's been in and out so many times tonight and she keeps getting booted, dude. I wonder if it's uh, something to do with maybe North American servers because, I mean, you got in all right, yeah? Mm. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, when I got in, uh, I couldn't hear anything. Uh, I couldn't hear any any audio or anything. It was only when you invited me as a speaker that the audio started coming through. So it was actually a bit of a, a weird one for me as well. But uh, yeah, obviously I'm not having any problems now. So, but yeah, well, it's a weird one. Ho hopefully she can just. I guess she's like restarted her phone and and all of that kind of jazz. Still no joy. Liam, I feel so sorry though. She's been dead excited all week waiting for you. You know. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel bad for her too. <laughs> Oh, bro, yeah. she's, one of the, she's one of the best interviewers in the game. <clears throat> uh, we interviewed uh, Reach uh, Meta uh, last week, and oh, yeah. my God. I mean, I felt like just going home. Bruce and I are in the interview, and we're just like, 
looking for new jobs halfway through the interview, you know. <laughs> no, it's okay. And one little, I'll tell you what, I mean, I know she's just went to work for uh, doing some work for Gelato, but it wouldn't surprise me if in the next like six months, like an L1 will come in and maybe ask B-Bands to like be the host of their spaces or something. And that yeah, would probably that be cool. It'd probably be a wise move, Liam, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't listened to any of the Back FM spaces, I'll be honest, so I can't really comment, but uh, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure she's very good. Well, the, 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 the real ones that she does is called uh, Bare Bones of Web 3, which is on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, so well ran, dude, it's insane. I mean, they've taken off the month of June, so they're not going to be doing another one now. But the professionalism, the organisation, the way everything's put together and executed, just outstanding work. We're a pile of shit over here. We didn't really do any like <laughs> research or planning. <laughs> you can see, even tonight we're having even tonight we're having a disaster. Like I thought the room would have been packed today, but B-Band said she's had a few DMs. People can't get in, which is bad. Uh, we have though, guys, been joined by Chris. I'm wondering if he might have a question. I hope you don't mind, Liam, with it being a small room. Yeah. Ah, it's fine. It's all recorded anyway, you said. So, um, yeah, it's fine. Plus, I'm just here to hang out. And, uh, you know, I wanted to kind of chat with you guys because uh, I felt like I didn't know Rack FM very well. So, obviously, this is a good opportunity to, to chat with you all. Well, mate, I know I sound a professional at the beginning, but the Friday show is just literally just shit talking kind of thing, you know. We chew the industry fat and, we, you know, we talk about some sensible stuff, but there's no, like, standards on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> oh, uh, I'll be ready for anything then. I think, uh, Chris, did you have to join as a speaker just so you could listen to it? Yeah, yeah, yep. I have a question for Liam too, but uh, if you, you got other questions, I could wait till the end. Mate, jump in, jump in. It's we're gonna have to have an open set. The room's that small tonight, we're gonna have to have an open session, you know. Yeah, what's up, Liam? How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing good, Chris. I'm doing good yourself. All right, even though you spoke me in the tournament, I, I still don't uh, hold any grudges <laughs> against you. Uh, <laughs> hey, it was but, close. Um, I think, I think, I think, uh, like in that tournament, it was just because, um, obviously, Emperor and yourself played me before the general, so the, the, the general kind of had a bit more information on me. So I think that's all it was. Uh, it's yeah. like the element of surprise. That's always what it is, is what's he going to do, or how predictable somebody yeah. is. Yeah, but, uh, and, since, uh, and obviously, yeah. Sorry, go oh, ahead. I was going to say, uh, since uh, you took your break and now you're back uh, with um, helping out Omniflix, how do you feel now about like uh, doing stuff and like uh, prov- uh, creating content or even just like hosting content now? Um, yeah, it's a bit like 50 50, I suppose. Um, like, uh, I've been talking with Snake Cito actually about making content. Um, and I said to them, I said, hey, look, the reason I'm here is like uh, I'm taking a break from making content. So like I still feel like I don't want to go back to like always making content. There's a lot of pressure involved. Um, and like I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So if it means I take longer doing the research and like if something's not right, it bothers me. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to be making more tutorials and stuff with Steak Cito, uh, like kind of like short form content tutorials that are quick to record. Uh, and just like really valuable. So um, yeah, working with Omniflix 2 has been great. Like uh, it's great to kind of stay in touch with the community. And that's what I like about spaces like this as well. So I guess for me, like I feel, I feel like stopping the content was actually the right choice. Um, 
but it's nice to still be able to kind of like keep in touch with everyone and engage. So yeah, ho- hopefully that answers your question, Matt. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, it was just good to hear you back because uh, I know you took a little break, but um, I was glad to see you joined up with Omniflix. So good to have you around, man. Thanks, man. And yeah, Omniflix are just legends, you know. Um, like I spoke with Sisler and and uh, they're about kind of doing the spaces. I was super nervous on the first one. Um, I don't know why. Like, I, th- I think it's just because I was making content for someone else or like, you know, hosting a show for Omniflix. I was a bit nervous about it going wrong. Um, but actually, I've like kind of gone into my stride with it. So, yeah, I really enjoy it. And obviously, Omniflix are legends. So it's always great. Um, and, you know, I, I, without, I think without kind of doing an Omniflix space, I never would have uh, found IBC game and obviously had the awesome duels with you and uh, or card duels, card battles, whatever you call it, with yourself and, you know, Emperor in general. So, yeah, nothing but praise for Omniflix, that's for sure. I've, uh, I've actually got something uh, that I'm curious about, uh, Liam. So non-coding people, right, Liam? Uh, I'm presuming you're a non-coder yourself or maybe you've started learning. I don't know, right? But what are the sort of biggest uh, hurdles for someone getting a full-time job in Web3 as like a non-coder? Like what have you kind of like learned or experienced that like toughened you up along the way? Hmm. Yeah, it's it's an interesting question. You know, I I think the hurdle is time. It's just a time thing uh, because unless you you happen to just be a really good memer or, uh, you know, you're just someone who can kind of like get a big following, but just kind of making meme posts, you don't really need to understand crypto. I think the biggest like hurdle is the, is the learning curve to kind of understand the technology, get, get familiar with how databases work um, and also get familiar with how finance works. Um, Because if you're not already kind of really knowledgeable in those areas, then you can have a really tough time understanding Bitcoin, right? Which is um, kind of like based on Austrian economics. Um, and it's also based on how uh, databases are improved if they uh, are built in a way that links back to the previous data set and so on and so forth. Basically how blockchain is structured. So like the biggest barrier coming into this, this sector is you have to understand databases and you have to understand finances just to understand Bitcoin. Uh, and then you're trying to understand like how smart contracts work and automation works and how uh, you have like different, like, I, I can't even like go into the terminology right now because I haven't like prepared for it, but it's all like very complex. And I think that's a massive hurdle to get over um, to, to kind of get a job in the sector, unless you're particularly good at memeing or hosting like spaces and stuff. Uh, where, where maybe you have a better chance that you can just kind of inject some personality. That's my thoughts anyway, but uh, I'd be interested to hear this, the answer from yourself or from you know, other people, like what you guys think are the biggest challenges, because um, maybe from my perspective, it's a bit of a bubble uh, you know, where I've made content now for a few years. I think uh, one of the challenges, Liam, uh, that we've kind of faced maybe in, in what we're doing, our little enterprise, is... <laughs> Just getting people to take you seriously. It's like uh, there's that many, maybe there's like that many clowns or that many people that are trying to do something. Those that like are really, really trying to do it for a specific like reason, you know, 
it's because there's that many clowns around. I really do think that's one of the biggest challenges. It's just people taking you seriously, you know. Yeah, I think I understand. Um, I feel like I'm quite serious though myself in my videos, so it might be a bit easier. But I guess if you're kind of like banting a lot and you've got a lot of like back and forth, maybe it's a bit harder. I'm not sure. Like, in what way do you mean when you say like take you seriously? What What do you mean by that? Kind of, uh, you know, when you start talking about like uh, you know sponsorships and things like that. Like, like we we really look at Rack FM or wanting to run it like a proper business, you know. But uh, I just get the feeling, yeah. you know, maybe like outsiders looking in think like, oh, you know, you lack like business acumen or even though like, you know, we've got a lot of business skills kind of thing like between us, I teach business, et cetera, et cetera. It's like I, I don't know the, the crypto persona somehow that I've got is like kind of completely different with like real life. And I feel like maybe what i what i can do in real life i'm not i'm not able or haven't showed like in web3 yet so therefore this i, I don't know it t- sounds a bit weird but just being took like serious like i want people to sit up and go oh yeah i mean omniflix i've done uh by the way i will say that uh, and stargaze to a degree but i kind of want people to sit up and say oh these fucking rack fm guys like they're really trying to run like a proper professional business they've registered as a foundation you know, they can produce invoices. They want to do proper sponsorships like that. You know, I mean, it's it's we want just a real life uh, operating business, Liam, around what we try to do. That's like the artwork, the wraps, ev- like everything combined, you know. Yeah, I think the wraps were really cool, man, by the way, like the the one for the uh, Omniflix uh, stream launch uh, for the for the stream swap uh, event. That was awesome. Um, yeah, I, I guess. I guess, like, have you have you kind of spoken with a lot of, like, team members from different projects and tried to get their, like, feedback on how they view, like, Rec FM or, or not? Because for me, like, one of the challenges I've actually found um, is that, you know, as a content creator, it's always been difficult to um, do things that are beneficial for projects and founders that are also beneficial for community members, right? Um, and I always tried to kind of like gear my content towards community members. And, you know, that's why I did the airdrop tutorials and just the tutorials on how to do stuff. And that's why I did like, uh, you know, all the token like breakdowns for for projects. And a lot of the time I was like, hey, this is I don't really like this or I don't like that. Or I'd avoid projects I wasn't interested in. But I feel like projects have like a different set of goals to like a lot of community members. So it's like really difficult for um it, i found it really difficult on the sponsorship front because you mentioned sponsorship man um because like i always felt like the sponsorship i was getting or off was offered because i didn't accept very many um was benefiting the projects but it was never really benefiting my community so it's like well how can i can i take these sponsorship deals and promote these projects if like i don't think they're going to benefit my community to like uh, go and put like tokens in a liquidity pool because I just think the risk's way high, uh, way higher than staking. The rewards not much more, for example. So, yeah, I found that very difficult. So maybe that's the struggle you guys might be having because I guess you're probably quite community focused, uh, and sometimes like projects want X, Y, or Z from you, but that's not always going to benefit your community. Um, what What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think you know what, Liam. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I think the biggest mistake that we made was probably going and speaking to Juno first of all. 
I actually think if we just avoided Swerve Juno and spoke to, I mean, we have been in quite deep discussions with like people like Stargaze and stuff and, and Kojira to an extent as well. Uh, I think if we'd have just gone to like the, the five or six that we were going to, like Stargaze, Omni, Kojira, uh, Migaloo, etc. If we'd just been to those guys and, and said, look, you know, can we have like four grand in a, a vested stake and contract? Uh, for for twelve months with a clawback, you know, a clawback like uh, on offer, we probably would have done it. But what we did is we went to Juno. Of course, we got a lot of shit from Highlander. Uh, he had a drunken rampage one night. It was been about two o'clock in the morning for him, you know. And after that, it was like, oh well, guys, I think we might have to go out and like prove ourselves a little bit here first, you know. So I've I've took a step back from that. Uh, the idea of getting sponsorship for now basically kind of until i think we've got like maybe the end of this month maybe in the next month i might go back to uh i might go back to thinking about this but we don't want to right liam what do you think about this we want to be unbiased and based right so if you get sponsorship like by one sole entity like, are you kind of like, you know, do you have to turn a blind eye if they do anything wrong? You know, do you have to like, do you know what I'm talking about? Whereas if you've got sponsorship from like four, five, six different chains, smaller amounts, yeah, you have that ability to have that little bit of independence while being able to promote them, right? Yeah, I see. I see where you're going with this. Yeah. But um, I, I, I balls this up, dude. And you know something? We do want to do it for the community. Liam. Like we want to be able to have like, you know, giveaways and things like what we've been doing. But we also want to pay people, Liam. We know we're doing the YouTube migration at the minute, putting all the episodes on there. It's taking forever. People are buying equipment. I've paid like the artist out of my own pocket. Uh like just to, you know, a little stipend to keep them motivated. Like we're putting like money into what we're doing. And and you know, we're producing, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I just think that I want to pay the bloody team. Not, not that much. I mean, if, I can pay, if we can pay the team, like, 500 bucks a month, you know? They're putting, like, unlimited time and work in there, Liam, you know? I'm not bothered about myself. I just really want the team paid at the end of the day. Yeah, well, I saw your um, your draft proposal. Was that on the um, the Juno chain, I think it was, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Commonwealth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I did obviously see that where I'm doing my snake Cito stuff. Um, and it didn't seem like a bad like concept where like you kind of like stake what you receive and you just kind of use the staking rewards for stuff. Um, exactly. That, exactly. That and seems quite back. interesting. And a clawback, Liam, at the end, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like it's not really, you're not spending the pool tokens as such. Um, no, so it was an interesting gonna, idea. We're not going to dump them like Highlander for his hotel rooms, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I think that that's been a big discussion actually lately, hasn't it? Not necessarily like Highlander specifically, but uh, a lot of the community pool funding, obviously, they, you know, people need to sell the tokens to pay for expenses or to build, like, you know, pay their developers, whatever. So I know like there's been a lot of chat recently about that being a big problem to keep funding projects, especially for tokens like Juno, Stargaze, where like their price has been going down a lot in the bear market. So. I imagine it's a tough time to secure funding because you, you kind of get a lot of criticism um, because of the, the, the negative price action recently. It makes it more difficult, I think. 
What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, the Stargaze one's an interesting, kind of unique one. And I think it's intertwined with the Juno situation as well. I, I would like to find out, Liam, what you think lies ahead uh, for Juno. Because we all, have all got a vested interest, you know, it's been a lot of us has been our mother chain for a long time. I would like mm-hmm. to know from you where you think the, the cliff is, right? Eventually. Uh, but I mean, you might not want to talk about it, but I presume that you saw the Stargate stuff. Uh, we're talking about the price getting hit like really bad. I mean, the very fact that Jake has dumped more stars uh, USD value than the platform has generated in NFT sales. No, the wonder it went down to one cent, Liam, right? Um, yeah, I think, I'm not sure, actually, because wasn't there... I can't remember if it was Stargaze or it was another one, because uh, I know there's been a couple of uh, these situations recently. There was like an Evmos one as well. I think I'm thinking of the Evmos one, actually, um, where like uh, the developers sold a lot of their tokens, but compared to like how many Evmos were sold in the same period, um, it would definitely didn't cause like the dump itself. So I wonder if it's the same with Jake, where like, uh, although he's selling a lot and the situation's kind of bad from what I've seen, um, Maybe there's like other reasons why stars have been going down because it's highly inflationary, right? And there's a lot of other sellers. I don't have the stats for it, so I don't know. Um, and I also haven't followed this this situation in detail, by the way, mate. So I don't know if you know Jake's like a terrible person, if it's been like resolved to some extent. But it does kind of suck, doesn't it? Like these people who get like big token allocations, kind of like dump on the community. And like, although they're dumping on the community, they're just selling the tokens of a project maybe they aren't bothered about anymore. So it's like a bit of a, a bit of a like, hey, you're allowed to do that, but it sucks because you know you you're affecting like everyone else by doing that. Um, it was like the, guess, the way, it was the way yeah. it was done as well, Liam. I think it was the farming method. And and Liam, stop, stop me if I'm wrong here, but I think one of the biggest problems that we we're facing right now, and it's unique to Cosmos. Is this situation right where you've got staked vesting contracts? So basically, yeah, they're, they're, they're vesting and they've got like this linear scale or whatever, but they're getting stake and rewards because it's locked in a stake and uh, vesting contract, right? So the what happened was Jake got like 30 million stars all vested, but immediately they were staked. And of course, the APR was through the roof on the first few days, right? So that shit printed for fun. Then what did he do is he took those rewards, he then farmed them on uh, osmosis through the liquidity pools, and then dumped all of the rewards that came out of that. So that the stars and the you know the dual reward system, that was specifically what was being dumped, right? So you, you didn't really see like any like major dumping unless you looked under the hub, right? I think that's what maybe a few people have got an issue with. It looks like it was well planned and well executed, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like maybe these people shouldn't have so many tokens to begin with. Like maybe we should be looking at the token distribution uh, better. I don't know, but like I, I was actually weirdly I was thinking about this like even even the last week. Um, like I just think teams still get too many tokens, like especially founders. Um, like I get paying devs like out of say token inflation, um, you know, to pay devs as they're continuing to build the project. But like if a founder leaves like six months after the project and they've been re- and they've received like a 15% allocation of the tokens or something, then it's a big, big problem, isn't it? Uh, so maybe, maybe these devs should just get less. 
Like, it doesn't matter if you found the project. Maybe you should just get paid like any other team member, uh, but you might get a little bit more. I don't know. Um, did you did you have to review the this is a good one for you did you have to review the uh the token swap with juno and dow for your stake seat or role yeah did you review that what did you think yeah i took a look into it i guess my biggest question was like how they came up with the um evaluation how they came up with the the valuation yeah it's like so why is this many dow tokens worth this many juno tokens that was the biggest question i had and then they have immediately took that Juno and uh, put it in the, uh, again, the linear staked vesting contracts through uh, Dow Dow, right? They immediately, okay. paid, so they've immediately paid out however many Juno it was. It's immediately being paid out, I think, to Ekes, Casey, uh, and Noah and Jake, I believe. I, I, I don't know yeah. if they've took them, I'll have to go and have a look, but uh, I do know that that, that Juno is now being paid out. Which is quite, it's quite, it's a funny one. I mean, Joe's been going at this hard. I think Tank had some conflicting opinions as well. Uh, it's it's totally and utterly illiquid, uh, Dow. There's no way of pricing it whatsoever. It's uh, it's basically a, a, a DAP token, right? A DAP governance token. I mean, what, it, it was sold as, Okay, the Juno community can get a share in Dow governance. But, like, is that really the selling yeah. point, really, Noah? Well, I thought it was like uh, the, the concept I thought was you invest into Dow Dow as a Juno like community by spending some Juno in the community pool. And by spending money acquiring Dow tokens, you're taking a share in the protocol. Um, and then the Juno that they receive, they can use towards getting liquidity to launching the Dow token and also to maybe um funding dowdell development further right uh that was the kind of concept i thought of um so yeah. that's what i would have expected to happen um right. but if that's not happening that's a bit of a shame because it's not going to go anywhere without that extra push so yeah no. well the, there's a couple of i think there's a couple of signs at the minute as well right the the locking down of the uh, the front end UI contracts right until it can source out the license uh, sort out the licensing. So I was talking to Rama a while ago about Dodo, right? There must be, and I've tried to talk to Jake about it, but he didn't want to. There must be plans to monetize it in the future, right? They're not going to do all this work and build all this up, right, without monetizing Liam, right? Yeah, uh, you think so. Yeah, whether that be like Lice, I mean, I think Dow Dow is a Dow as a service, a DAS. I think that's, you, you know, you're going to be able to create the front end. I think Chris down there was talking about this the other week. You're going to be able to create your own lovely front end, and Dow Dow is going to power the back end. I, I, I don't think they should be worrying about like UIs and all of that sort of stuff, right? They need to be thinking about like other things. But if, if they're going to monetize it, and if there's a really strong plan to be able to do that, like a proper roadmap and business plan, fantastic. But like, is it just a, oh, we're going to monetize it one day? Or is that actually a real fucking plan in place? Because I haven't seen any plans yet. I haven't seen any blueprints for, you know, to get it to full monetization, right? Yeah, I haven't followed closely enough either. So I don't actually know, uh, like, what, what plans are in there and what's not. But um. I agree with you. Like that's kind of always how Dow Dow has been. I don't know if it's been sold that way, or at least this is the way I've interpreted it. It's, it's kind of what you said there. It's like Dow's as a service. 
like I think it could be really useful. Like there's probably lots of situations where you can use a DAO in just like a Web2 context, right? Uh, in the sense that like you're a group of friends, you're like running like a, I don't know, maybe you're running like a football tournament or something and you want all the funds to go into like a contract and get distributed at the end of the tournament based on the winner. Like long term, I feel like that's the kind of DAO tooling that would be useful. It's just kind of like, hey, you've got a group of 50 or 100 people that need like a DAO structure for running an event or managing some funds or something. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how I've always envisioned DAO DAO. But as for getting to that point, um, I can't comment on like what's been developed there because I, I haven't followed it closely enough. But I hope they can, man, because there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of potential in the concept. Liam, do you know something? I actually put through uh, two props today, right, on a DAO DAO. And I've been doing some work on enterprise, right? Dude, I'm not joking. It, it tries to like blow your computer up. I was I did two props. Uh, one of them was the DAO token distribution for our guys. We got our allocation for being contributors, right? Uh, okay. And basically, actually, guys, very quickly, I'm just going to come in here because uh, I can see Tanks just declined. Chris sent me a DM to make him co-host. Guys, I've done everything I can with the space today. I, I've I've literally jumped in and out about ten times. I've sent speaker invites. Uh, Chris is probably trying to help me out as well. Chris, it's like Twitter's really bad today, right? We just want to let everybody know we're trying, but it's bad, right? Yeah, it's, it's terrible. I think Elon figured it out when he had that space with the Santos and it blew up. <laughs> so, like, this is, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad, like uh, Dow Dow's front end. <laughs> right, Liam, I'm going to get back to this point. Uh, today, yeah, I did the two props. Uh, one of them was the spend, treasury spend, to allocate our Dow tokens individually. Uh, the other one was to uh, send like send an NFT and then mint another couple into the treasury. Bro, man, I, I just was losing the will to live. It is not a pleasurable user experience. You go to enterprise and it's like the front end's a dream. I'm, I'm so frustrated that we've got like 50% on one side and 50% on the other. And I'm like, because I'm presuming there, uh, Liam, that you've obviously followed like Ryan the Lion and the Lion Dow and the success that they've had over there. You've been watching that closely, have you? Not super close. Not super close, actually. Um, a lot of my like focus has been around the, the atom economic zone. Uh, and I guess I follow NFTs a bit. But yeah, you probably know way more than me, man, on uh, on um, uh, the, the Lion Ryan. Ryan Lyon or whatever his name is, um, but I have been following loosely, so I should be able to understand uh, what you're talking I mean, they've about. Had, don't get me wrong, they've had a lot of help. You know, they've had devs like doing the contracts, the custom contracts in their spare time. Uh, I know who's been working over there, but I mean, you know, Ryan used to be a, a Prism team member. Of course, he's going to have inside contacts and people who are going to help him out. Plus, they really wanted something or someone to be at the showcase. Uh, just what enterprise like can do, what it's you know capable of, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but yeah, man, I have to tell you that. And Chris has just jumped in the room. Oh, he's gone, guys. The minute anybody accepts a speaker role, they're getting kicked out. This is fucking really bad. Like just to have like Liam uh, not kicked out is unbelievable tonight. I can't believe we're clinging onto this interview with every little breath we've got. Right. Uh, anyway, dude. Yeah, like. So what Ryan's done with uh, the DAO far outweighs, uh, in my opinion, anything that's been done collectively by 
every single DAO combined on DAO DAO since its inception. And that's saying something. But I believe that they've done more, achieved more, showcased DAOs more. Like, we've got a DAO. We're trying. You know, we did the, the pre-registration for Finn Single. Uh, we'll, like, send three books and we'll mint this to you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, to be to be honest with you, like, this, everything that we're trying is just peeling into insignificance compared to what these guys are doing over there. And they're about to drop, I think, like a 5K NFT collection. Uh, I think that's coming quite soon. Is it, Chris? Do you know about the, the, the NFT collection they've got? No, I, I didn't, but um, I'm trying to learn about it. With the kid, I've been a little preoccupied, you know? <laughs> it's hard to keep up. Oh, of course, dude. Of course. Get get some Luna ready, though. Definitely you want to grab one of those mints. Uh, Liam, I highly recommend grabbing one of... Uh, Ryan's mint mind in the early stages mind. They'll be good investments. Oh, uh, I'll keep an eye out, but no, uh, no promises. <laughs> but I'm curious, so I would would like to kind of look into it at least. Liam, what's your what's your interest in NFTs? Like on a scale of like one to ten, compared to say like your more traditional crypto, or maybe interest in L ones. Like, are you a big mm. NFT fan or not? I, I don't get I don't get that vibe from you. Actually, it's um, it's a weird one. So I think like NFTs are much more interesting than DeFi. Like DeFi is probably gonna, although DeFi can like impact everyone globally because you know everyone needs finance and money and stuff. The the amount of like actual users in most DeFi products is probably like five percent of the world's population. But I think like NFTs are so broad that like they could quite easily uh, be used in like maybe like 20, 30% of the population, like daily lives, whether it's collecting like JPEGs or if it's playing games or whether it's just like real world assets on chain. Like I just think NFTs are the future, man. Um, I'm a big advocate of NFTs. I think from an investing perspective, I think I don't want to say L1s, but I think, uh, how would I word it? Like, um, maybe maybe kind of like economic zones that have like a clear value capture to a single token that's kind of like where my investment thesis is so um you know like for example like atoms kind of fits that uh celestia is like a roll-up solution would fit that so those are all very interesting the way avalanche has kind of multiple subnets that's interesting uh basically i'm kind of looking for uh zones of economic activity whether that's kind of one chain multiple chains with a single token as like uh, where the most value will accrue because i think there could be tons of app chains with amazing products um but you know you don't invest in every business that you use right just because i buy a sofa from say ikea doesn't mean ikea is a good investment so the same way that you know i might use an exchange it doesn't mean that exchange uh, and its native tokens are a good investment uh, but I think in terms of products, NFTs are the most exciting, uh, exciting products for me. You know what, what I mean? Thoughts? I just couldn't figure out, and I'm still trying to figure out, why NFTs were such a safe harbor, like, during that, like, dark crypto winter. Like, I, I, I'm really annoyed that I didn't, like, heavily get into uh, the NFT game, until like, flipping them until the jaws. So it was like I, I literally turned like 
I don't know, whatever it was, uh, two, 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 was it 2000 stars or something? I, I turned like 2000 stars into like 20k stars in like about 15, 20 minutes. And I was like, whoa. And then, then obviously there was things like the, the squids, uh, a few others, obviously like sizing like with these meme duck there. Pixel wizards was like, dude, I mean, if I'd been in NFTs, when the real like you know july into like august etc and the remainder of that year when it was like the crypto market just went to shit i'd have probably come out of there like well up liam if i'd played it earlier you know but i didn't uh, it's always always how it is um I mean, you could have done this could have done that but now you know man so maybe you'll get it next time uh, yeah man and i do want to just say thanks to soy for coming in as a co-host uh, I apologise to Chris. We're trying to get you up, guys, but it's just Twitter's just not having it today. At least we've got Liam over there. Soy, welcome, brother. Hi, mate. How's it going? Hey, Liam. Hey, man. How you doing, Soy? Good. Um, have you guys been going for like an hour or something already? Yeah, pretty much. I think maybe 55, 50 minutes, mate. Yeah, I was just uh, just looking at the clock then. I thought I'd uh, come in at the beginning of the show, but obviously not. An, an hour late. Um, so what, what's going on with the co-hosting anyway? You can't get people up or something? Dude, like B-Bands and Tank and that, they've tried to come in. I mean, it's, it's horrendous. This is the worst. Like, it's, it's a great Twitter space, don't get me wrong. The convo is brilliant. But from a technical perspective, this is my personal worst ever experience with Twitter spaces. Like, we're hanging on. Like, literally, I must have said, like, Tank and Chris, like, about 10 co-hosts each. Every time Tank accepts as a speaker, it shows and then it kicks him out of the room. B-Bands has just given up. I mean, I'm, I'm actually gutted for B-Bands because she was so pumped to speak to Liam. I was like, B-Bands, I've got you the interview of the year. Are you ready? And she's like, what? I'm like, it's a surprise. And I was waiting. And then I'm like, look who's coming on. And I'm just absolutely gutted for your woman. Uh, you know, guys, but the show must go on. So the show must go on, right? Yes, indeed. Um, I've just been trying to play around with the, the stuff there. It's not let me do anything either, so can't help, unfortunately. Didn't you, or Liam, I thank you, because uh, I believe he did put a nice little video out uh, teaching the plebs how to uh, get their airdrop, right? Oh, did he? Uh, I haven't actually seen it, but uh, if he did, then that's uh, much appreciated, Liam. Cheers. Uh, hopefully saved me a few uh, few airdrop questions there. <laughs> I, honestly, it's, uh, it's, it's just a nightmare, like... like and the thing is, I don't think we we really have like a great platform for this yet. For like this sort of like everyone's got the same question because you know let, let's just accept it. People are never going to go see like the FAQ or whatever. Everyone just sort of piles in with questions and stuff, right? Um, and, and I can't really think of a good way to deal with it. It's just um, you know like Discord and Telegram. You got to scroll all the way up to find your answers and stuff, and like no one's going to do that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's difficult. So stuff like that with the video is very helpful. Cheers. Do you not use the uh, search function on Telegram and Discord? Well, it's, I, I, I do sometimes, but like, like I say, the masses just don't do the. It's like um, people, just, people just don't do that, I, I think. That's, that's my impression anyway. No, you're right. You're definitely right. Most people don't. Um, I just find it's like quite easy for me. Like uh, sometimes like people like ask a question and I'm like, dude, you know, why aren't you looking yourself? <laughs> so I'll go and like to the discord or the telegram. 
I'll use the search function on the chat and I'll search for the answer and then I'll just reply to them. So like everything, like I think, you know, we do to like educate people, like they could do themselves, but they just don't. Because, um, you know, people well, don't want well, the hassle. Yeah, completely. Like, this is basically my stance. Like, even if I get, like, a really basic question that I could probably answer quicker than telling him how to get it himself, I'll, I'll like, literally militarily refuse to give him the answer and, and keep giving him the source. Um, so, uh, yeah, fun times. Fun times in the Neutron Discord, everybody. Yeah, I think I just, like, give the, give people the answer because, um, no, I understand it, right? Um like I get very frustrated with the UX in crypto. Um, like even just like RPC uh, errors, like you know, uh, like not automatically switching the gas fee to a different token, uh, or you know, all these different problems with like new products that launch and airdrops and stuff. I just think it's like really frustrating. I get it. I get it, and I think people like actually have the right to not want the hassle of having to look for all these things, but. Um, like we can only we can only say for so I'll say this like we can only keep saying for so long that the UX will improve in crypto, but it's been like four or five years that we've been saying that for, and very few UXs have actually improved to a standard that's good enough, in my opinion. And I don't know whether it's like the technology, like it's actually very hard to do do a good UX, or if like people just don't want to put the money into it. Yeah, it's all, all good questions, but I think you're exactly right. The, the UX definitely needs to improve. Um, and certainly, like, kind of going through a, a big launch like this, it, it, it does sort of make you think about the challenges that crypto as a whole faces in, in, in like, onboarding the masses. Um, yeah, definitely uh, definitely things that need to be improved for sure. So, so can I ask you an open and honest question, if this is all right? It's quite an easy one. You don't have to answer. But... Uh, like what you're talking about there, and I did get a sense of frustration in your voice last night, or maybe a little bit of like tiredness, you know. Uh, is that why, like, uh, your boss man put uh, that spaces, like unrecorded spaces last night, just to be able to like have like open like dialogue and discourse out there or what? As I, fe I felt yours last night, yours were like, look, we've tried our best, guys, you know what I mean? We've like really like tried to deliver for yours, like. You know, we kind of prepare for like everything. I got a, I got a nice vibe off you last night, mate. Well, I mate, mean, I think you got a nice vibe off anything last night. You sound like you had about ten beers, um, but um, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was just like an impromptu space. Like to be honest, it was uh, something Spade did. I had like no idea about it, and then I was about to go to sleep. I think it was about two a.m. or something, right? Uh, and I noticed he was on there, so um, I just popped in and said hello. Uh, and yeah, I, I think he's just trying to give people an opportunity to come in and ask any questions. But um, I'm not, not again. I'm not so sure that format is 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 great. You know, I think the key is just we we need to just focus on having better literature, better 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 documentation, and like specifically from the Neutron case, like we should have like published the information way way earlier. Um, but there were there were reasons why that couldn't be done with all the legal stuff and um it's just like i say a, a few things came together that made it less than less than ideal um and so yeah mate I, I'm, I'm sure there's some tiredness that's like teams been working really hard um and like, like i say last night it was like 2 a.m so um for sure a little bit of tiredness and stuff but i, I think it was like the, the the sort of the impact of everything not having gone as well as you wanted it to like immediately um is like a little bit deflating but i think we were just sort of I don't know. Maybe we feel like it, it it went a bit worse than it did, but it, everything's fine. Everything's going fine. Um, 
all the bugs are sort of ironed out now and stuff, and th- things are getting easier. So um, it's, 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 yeah, like I said, it's, it's gone okay, um, but things could have been better. Right, listen to this, guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try, try an experiment. Right, uh, it has worked previously. So I've got a different uh, Android device, right? Different version. And I've just looked at that one wasn't switched on for updates. I've just updated it because B-Bands has just tried to come in again. I, I'm feeling so sorry for your woman and Tank as well. Like, why are Liam's here, man? These people have been dying to be able to like, have a little chat with your man, you know? I'm going to try something that worked out the other week. I've got two co-hosts and I've got like 60 seconds. I should be good. I'm going to jump off this device and I'm going to jump onto the tablet and see if this can fix any issues, right? So just give me a minute, guys, right? I'll be back. Talk amongst yourselves while I'm away, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, like I, like I said, I, uh, I came in late um, and missed like the first, uh, first half of the show or whatever. Uh, what, what was the TLR? T- what, what have you been up to, Liam? To be honest, we've just been chatting about um, just just like random different stuff. We talked a bit about Rack FM and, um, you know, like kind of getting everything professional, wanting to you know, pay the staff. We talked about Juno. Talked about Stargate, talked about Jake. Just been vibing, man. Just chatting about uh, a few different things. Um, nothing what in particular. What, what, are doing, what, what are you doing these days? Like, sorry to interrupt there. Because um, oh, obviously, you, you said you just made like a YouTube video for Neutron, like I said, which is great. Uh, but I thought you were sort of out of the YouTube game now. Yeah, so I made this video with Steak Cito actually. Um, because obviously, as as a validator, Stake CTO wants to kind of educate more, be a bit more active in governance, um, and contribute to like the chains they are validating on a bit more. Um, so that so that video is actually done uh, for the Stake CTO Twitter. Um, they're also going to have a YouTube channel where we'll post like some videos. But honestly, man, I'm I'm pretty much uh, still away from content. Uh, it's just quick tutorials like that, which can obviously make a big impact, and they're not too difficult to produce you know i'm going to be claiming an airdrop anyway so what what difference does it make to spend maybe half an hour recording that process and and helping people but yeah otherwise man i've been working at snake cito obviously doing the omniflix twitter spaces um and not really doing much content at the moment yeah fair enough are you, are you uh are you based in the uk uh yeah do you know bournemouth i don't know it I've never been, but uh, I, obviously I know Bournemouth. I know Bournemouth from okay. uh, generally beating you at football. I'm a bit of a Home of one of the best clubs, one of the best nightclubs in England, uh, Bournemouth back in the day. So Bournemouth used to be the home of Slinky, right, Liam? Probably before your time, though, I think. I think I've heard of Slinky, though. So, um, Are you sure you're not thinking of Brighton or Bristol? No, 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 no. Because bon- okay. Bournemouth, uh, where all the old people go to die, right? <laughs> yeah, you could say that. <laughs> Dude, you want to know something? That South Coast, man, I, I lived down there. So I lived in, uh, I used to work in Gosport. So I used to go okay. over on the little f- ferry every day. I don't know if you, can you guys hear me all right? I know my sound's probably changed. Is it all right? Oh, clear here. Yeah, fine. Super. Yeah, man, I used to live in Pompey, not far from Guns uh, Wharf, and take the yeah, boat over it. But that that part of the world, man, from like Brighton, like along to like before you get to Pompey, I mean, it's just it's stunning. The South Coast is like stunning, right? Oh, it's amazing. Purbeck's are really, really nice. Studland's great. Um, 
yeah i love it i've done a 30 mile walk along the coastline so it's, it's really wow. nice we uh, we were talking about your accent last night actually on the spaces we did like a big unrecorded one we were just talking about you coming on and i tried to guess i said your accent is a bloody difficult one to get born mouth that makes sense now like yeah, it's kind of that Dorset accent mixed with the kind of Cockney accent you get kind of in the London area, because we're not too far from London, actually. Yeah, the weird thing is about that central southern coast is that like southeast and southwest are completely different. You can immediately tell, right? Like, uh, I guess there's some guy, like I, I, I thought the guy was from like Margate the other week and he was from... Uh, What's it called again? Uh, di- uh, fuck the next town of Margate. Like I literally like nailed them kind of like, he's like, oh, but my mother was from Margate, you know? But yeah, dude, that's like Brighton to Bournemouth. Even by the time you get to like Pompey, uh, Southampton, they've got that little like twinge, that little like Western twinge in them. Look okay. who's joined yeah. us. Look who's joined us, dude. So we have been able to get someone up. Maybe we've got some glitches fixed. Coin landing page is probably going to come up and say, when uh, Liam Connor, confident in crypto, uh, go on Coin Landon Page. Are you going to come and ask him when he's going to have a page? <laughs> no, no, no. I was just going to come and say hi. And uh, I, I heard a little topic on, on UX, so I was like itching to to speak up, but I couldn't join. Sorry, I'm I'm uh, I'm outside, so there might be a little bit of wind. But uh, hi, are you I'm back home now? Are you back in Belgium yeah. now? Are you? Yes, I am, yeah. and I've never what was, felt so what great. Was, right, what was Morocco like? Is it good, Morocco? yeah? Morocco? No, Algeria. Uh, Algeria, sorry, sorry, dude. Of course it was Algeria. What was it like? <laughs> it was, yeah. it was the, best, the best thing ever, but uh, like, it, it puts things in perspective. Um, there, was, there were many things there, so there was really nice places. For example, the place where my dad was from, uh, that was basically like paradise. To be honest, it's uh, it's mountains everywhere, green, like big ass trees, like uh, like older than a, a couple of centuries, or like at least one century old, and then waterfalls and fresh air and sun. Yeah, it's it's the best shit ever. But then, if you keep driving a little bit, a little bit farther, so this is like a really really rural village um like a a village in the middle of nowhere basically um but if you keep driving a little bit you go to the more populated areas and and on the on the side of the of the highway there's just trash everywhere and and the the cars are so old that the 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 air is extremely polluted so those things were less uh, less nice to see um but yeah, there were there were definitely some really nice places to see, and uh, I've I've learned a lot about my uh, my roots. So uh, I think I I can place a lot of things in, in 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 life a little bit better now. So that's that's really nice. Do you do you feel a little bit more whole? Do you do you feel a little bit more whole with your life? Yeah, here? definitely. I've never felt so whole before. Um, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. It's really crazy. Um, it's like everything's different. <laughs> it sounds really, really cliche, but like I came back home and like nothing feels the same. Like feels more like I don't know. Yeah, 
like I said, my perspective just completely changed. It's called uh, liberating your soul, bro. I've been there. I've had to do it. Like, I know exactly what it's like. It's called liberating your soul. Yeah, Liam, a uh, couple of weeks ago, uh, we had a bit of an emotional uh, space, as you could say. Coy Landon Page came on. He uh, had some uh, bad news uh, regarding his father. Uh, he's a big fan of the show. He's been on for a long time. We love him dearly. And uh, yeah, his, his father was originally from Algeria. So he, he took off and he's had a couple of weeks over there kind of finding his roots. And so it's, it's great to hear Coin Landon Page. You sound you sound fantastic. Yeah, I'm really happy to hear that. Just quickly, wanna 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 correct that. There there was no no really bad news in uh, in terms of my father. Just sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Maybe you might have messed the mixed up with uh, with someone else. But, uh, so sorry, I might last year that was, the, was the bad news. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> dude. Sorry, I got confused. Was uh, was uh, recovering from cancer. Uh, and getting treated for it. Wow, there's a lot of wind here. I uh, look for another place to walk. Um, Sorry, but you, that was right. You wanted to go back to like, like your father's homeland, yeah. didn't you? That was right. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I, I basically got the news that I was uh, finally fully healed. And uh, that's when my brother and my uh, my father told me like, okay, well, now we're going to go on a, on a little trip. We're going to discover uh, where, where, where dad's from. So... And uh, it was a really good idea. Really, really appreciated it. And all the time, all the time was like following along uh, the, the the plans that were announced by Neutron to launch. I was like, "Come on, guys, you're gonna launch just when I'm out." <laughs> but I came back right on time, I guess, to see the the shit show happening of everybody like flooding <laughs> the, the Telegram. It's insane. It's so funny to see. It was so. Yeah, he he actually asked me to uh to uh update uh, the page for uh, Neutron on uh on uh Coin Landing page, but uh I since I had no computer, I had no ability to change the anything. So uh, <laughs> the, the, the for the day I was able to to do it was during the launch. So I I contacted him. I was saying like, hey. Would you mind retweeting, maybe? I was like, you know, it's, it's too busy, <laughs> which is totally understandable. So uh, I can't even I can't even remember the last time an L1 had a smooth like launch. Actually, there's always some some issue with something or some particular like entities can't claim the airdrop for whatever reason. There's always something. Guys, he's been trying all night, and I'm sure he's got something for Liam here. Uh, especially when they were talking about the gaming and uh, uh, stuff earlier. But Chris has been like literally wanting to come up. I just want to welcome him quickly to the convoy. Uh, hello, Chris with a K. Hey, good morning. Oh, bro, Twitter, man. And I, I'm, I'm sure like Twitter's trying to like purposely do this like on purpose just because yeah. we've got Liam on, right? Yep. Elon, Elon doesn't want any of Liam, so he just, he's just fucking it all up. He is. He's trying to ru- ruin the universe. He's like, he's like, there's no, he's like, there's no way that wholesome Liam can go on that bloody damned rack FM, right? Yeah. Thanks for getting me up. Yeah, I was trying. It just kept booting me and booting me. But you know how spaces is. Yeah. Um, I just want to say good morning to Liam. So I've, I, I was following him in his early YouTube days when I first came to the Cosmos space. He was definitely someone that I would watch and, and get info from. So definitely appreciate him and his service. I love what he's doing over OmniFlix, and I like that he's one of the, the leaders on Twitter for 
gaming and cosmos. So just wanted to say thanks and always a pleasure to listen to him. And I'm glad that he came over and got to interact with you this morning, Robo. Well, I'm going to say something about Liam. Uh, Liam, I'm going to say something about you here. Why we wanted you on is because like we all think that you're not a moon boy. And that's for these bloody, I mean, even if you look at Don, Don to an extent, a bloody moon boy, isn't he? I mean, Liam, actually, what do you think about Don Kryptonium, if you didn't mind me asking you? <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about Don, actually. Um, you know, Don's great at NFTs. I want to say that first. Like, he is, if you want to, like, uh, if you want to get in in NFTs, like, Don seems to know his stuff. He knows his stuff, like, really well. Like, uh, I remember he was talking about the ladies that it's like $500 in NFT at the time. And I nearly bought one, but I didn't because I didn't have enough money. And now they're like 5K. Uh, and I was like, damn, like that's when I was like, damn, Don knows his NFTs. So uh, yeah, a lot of praise for him on the NFT front. Um, I think he's just a bit of a, like, a, he loves the attention. Like he loves the attention. He loves to be like the center of it all. Uh, he loves to like joke and ban and, uh, you know, he does a lot of great stuff, but I also think a lot of the stuff he does is like he thinks he's either he thinks he's 100 percent right and he's not or he's just trolling. So uh, I've got a ton of thoughts about Don, man, but I think uh, for NFT specifically, he's he's very good. I think he's the best in Cosmos for, for picking NFT plays. Uh, what do you guys think? I got a surprise today, Liam, uh, because I saw, I mean, do you know about the Django, Django Unchained comment today when he said about, I'll take the little Chinese, did you say that? And then did you say that outcry afterwards or have you not seen that yet? I haven't actually seen that. What happened? Uh, if you click on Don Kryptonian's profile now, he did share a tweet earlier. I mean, he was getting a lot of shit in the comments about uh, under Django's uh, tweet uh, after the interview uh, with Sadat. Right. I mean, all right, you can you can construe that as if you want to as, as being racist. Uh, if you know Don, I think you should probably know better. But what I got a shock about the day is that someone said, I don't know why X, Y, and Z is like paying you. And Zaki was one of the names mentioned. Now, that's a first for me. I knew Don was on Strides payroll. I know he's been on Shane's personal payroll for a very long time. Out of Shane's yeah. personal stars. That, that's that's public knowledge. But Zaki Manian, I mean, he's not promoting Somalia or anything, but so Zaki pays Don. That's a new one on me, mind. Chris has got his hand up here, but do you know Liam or not? Uh, no, I don't. I, I know Shane. Shane paid him, obviously. Um, but I don't know anything more than that. So, yeah, Matt the loop on that yeah. one. The guy, me too, and, and I'm I'm normally up to the loop on all the gossip. I mean, I'm I, I it's my job for Rack FM to be up on gossip, right? That's the whole purpose of the fucking show. Uh, Chris, do you know anything about this? You got your hand up there. I don't know about Zach paying him, but I did want to ask both you and Liam your opinion on what you think about Don being so vocal against Jake and the Stargaze accusations, the dumping, the code stealing. Because even if he's right, and Robo, even you're able to voice some of your displeasures or your problems with Jake in that situation, but don't you feel like because you're not on someone's payroll, it le looks less likely of you being biased? Whereas, Don, you have to question, like, if he's on payrolls from Stargaze and Chain and he's making these accusations, how can you take anything he says 
without viewing it as as his uh, viewpoint being biased. And Liam should know that because Liam was a YouTuber. What Liam says on YouTube and his videos back in the day, if he was on someone's payroll, you would take that with a grain of salt. So I don't see how anyone can take certain things Don says. It's not to say his opinions aren't validated, but you always have that asterisk on it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, okay, I'll, I'll do this. Uh, right. So, you know, you know, Don, Don Dow, do you know about Don Dow? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you know about uh, Jake, uh, do you know about the 500? I mean, Don's, Don's treasury, basically like 500 and coppers in and the 500 came from right, Jake, right? right. Uh, it's it, allegedly, there are rumors that this was looked upon like a little bit of a slight. Uh, I don't know how much truth there is to that, but that was like one of the kind of like moments where like Don was like, right, fuck it. Because, and, and obviously the fact he's like Stargaze has paid like mouthpiece lackey. Uh, I mean, you know, if you look at the whole thing, it's, uh, there's an element of coordination and time in. And right. Jake had already paid the 25. Yeah. Jake had already paid the 25 million back uh, before any of this information came out. So yeah, you have to kind of ask yourself, I mean, what's the motivation for Don? Financial, of course. Right. And maybe clout, maybe a few extra followers. But is it personal? I think so. See, Jake, a lot of people don't know that Jake ghosted Don for a very, very long time before he went on his show. And Don wasn't happy with that. I think Don's always had an issue with Jake, if I'm honest with you, for a long, long, long time. He actually, if you go and search his tweets, you'll find out there, Chris, where when, right. when he was like, he kicked off that much. Didn't he, didn't he kick off that much online about Jake Gorsenham for an interview that Jake was like, oh, I'll fucking come on and do it? Can you remember that last year, I think it was? Yeah, yeah, and I know what you're talking about. And, 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 that's, and that's kind of what I was getting at. And that's not to discount anything that all of us can look at Jake and have an opinion about that. But it's just like, come on, guys. you got to look at it through. There could be personal issues there. There's definitely a bias when you're on Shane's payroll because you're going to skew all the things you say in favor of stargaze and my whole thing on this was always yes it looks bad for jake to dump jake probably shouldn't have dumped but if you have stargaze setting him up where he's capable of doing so who's really at fault and when i basically asked don about that you know he he kind of sidestepped and dodged it but what he really dodged was when i asked him for proof that the polytone code was supposedly intended for stargaze like, where's the proof that that was stolen? Because if not, that's a, a smear campaign. Ah, uh, you've got that wrong on wrong, Chris, and I'll explain very quickly why. Okay, gotcha. so Polytone, uh, Polytone was the idea of Stargaze, but they said to Eckes, like, will you build this for us? This is, like, the, what we want to do. But there was no code. There was, it was just an idea. And then, obviously, Eckes has gone away and done it. Like, he didn't get paid, but there was a discussion. I mean, it was kind of like a gentleman's agreement. So, like, how legally standing, you know, or morally standing is a gentleman's agreement? I mean, to me, if you spit on your hand and we shake hands, like, that's a done deal. That's a blood fucking, you know, blood promise, right? But, like, these devs don't, like, think like we do. They're very fucking fickle, and they'll always just go where the money is or whatever else. But So, it was Stargazer's idea on, on a piece of fucking paper 
this is what we want. And then he's gone away and done it, and it's going to be deployed, obviously, on Juno uh, via Dowdow, et cetera. But that, that, that's a really weird one. That I mean, I think let's not pretend the real issue is, and I think Liam might want to come in as well, is the issue is that some of the, the, the Stargears fucking code like ended up in the, the Juno repos. That's what the big problem is. I mean, that was the one that was bugging Reese. I think the secondary thing is that all this talk about Juno not having VCs is bullshit. Because if Jake is the one that's bankrolling Reese's salary, then Jake is a, the the VC of Juno, the only fucking one, right? Really, like if he's top wallet holder and he's paying people's salaries, blah blah blah. Like he is the VC, isn't he? So like, there's quite a few things we need like reassess. I, I don't know whether it's a moral standing, whether it's or what it is, but. <sighs> I mean, you, you lot tell me, because after I listened to Jake Spears, I was still none the wiser. I'm like, do I trust this guy? Do I not trust him? Like, like I still didn't know any better after listening to Jake for three hours. I'm going to go to Soy here before Liam quickly, because, Soy, did you listen to Jake's food space after Tank Spears last, was it last week, I think? Did you hear that, Soy? Oh, he might be getting rugged. I mean, Liam, did you catch any of Jake's space or not? Did you catch that, Liam? Uh, I generally stay out of the drama, um, just for my own sanity, really. But um, no, what what happened? I've I've noticed you do that, and you do it quite well, don't you? Uh, you're actually really good at that. You're probably, one of the, you're, you're probably one of the best in the business at like staying away from like controversial like commentary and just letting everybody else fucking bitch about like that's what you do, isn't it, dude? You just let them all bitch about it themselves. But you know, Lorella, that's, exactly. That's and they'll have sort it out. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I'm finished. Please, please go ahead. No, I was going to say, that's one of the reasons, too, though, Liam, why, why when we used to watch you on YouTube, I used to enjoy it. I kind of put you up there, even though it was a much smaller scale in Cosmos, I kind of put you up there with Coin Bureau because when you watch the videos, you felt like they were less biased. They weren't talking about a lot of drama. They were straight to the point. And I think that's what YouTubers kind of need to do is, is be unbiased and present the information and not necessarily get into the drama or the, I know that's kind of like less followers and kind of keeps you out of it. But you know, that's, that was my critique of Don was like, Hey man, like you're very good at what you do, but when it comes to reporting on certain things on your YouTube, like if I'm comparing him to say a Liam or a coin bureau or other examples, it's hard to, to take what he says seriously because you're being paid by someone and you're kind of trolling or misinformed. Yeah, I think uh, a- I kind of say it. Uh, sorry, I was just going to say, like, I feel like it's more like uh, like we're just two different sides of the, the same coin. You know, like uh, I, I like I like keep things very like unbiased, very neutral, very calm and collective and try and be almost boring in the sense that it's just like very explanatory for people who like are focused specifically on learning. But I think like what people like Don's really good at and kind of how I envisioned Rap FM as well before jumping up today is like you guys kind of get stuck in more with the controversy, the like the controversy, like the big issues that like someone needs to address and someone needs to discuss, right? Because like if we never discuss these things and people get away with bad things without any kind of uh, accountability and stuff, right? Um, so I kind of see myself as, oh, you know, when I make content, I guess, I always saw myself more as like this neutral explanatory kind of channel for explaining concepts to people so they can learn. 
Um, and then like what Don did, what Rakuten does and other people do is they kind of like dive into these real like tough to swallow or tough to chew issues or whatever. Um, and that's something which I can't do um, as easily. Um, but I, I think like, it's still very I like, commendable. I like what Baban said about you. Uh, and by the way, I wasn't going to interrupt. I was just going to say, Chris, was that a fucking grandfather clock you had going off in the background there? What was that? Sound like a grandfather clock or something? No, sorry, it was uh, just a text. Oh, is that no way? It's a text. It's a grandfather clock. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, I like what Beban said the other day about Liam. Though she said, "You know something? Me first like three airdrops I ever claimed on Cosmos. Like I claimed because I like Liam's videos. Oh, she's here, just talking about, and she comes in the room. Let's see if we can get your woman up. Oh, please God, can we get your woman Beban's in the room? Can we, for the love of Mary, for the love? Are you there, darling? Please tell. <gasps> she got she got booted again. What the fuck is going on? I'm so frustrated tonight, man. My God. Uh, yeah, she basically said though that you know, like the first three airdrops or whatever she claimed on Cosmos, like she did literally like through your videos. Like Liam, I think there's probably ninety nine point nine point nine percent of us. Our first airdrop that we ever went and claimed was probably on the back of one of your videos, mind. And then, like, when you learn, like, about it, and you, you want to go and do it yourself, like, Liam, after a certain period of time. But talk about a waiter on board, like, uh, like newbies and, like, people coming into the eco. Perfect. Like, really good. Uh, really good dude. Yeah. I like. Shit, am I getting rogued? What's happening, uh, anyone? Am I getting rogued? You're back, You're back, You're back now. now. Back now. Oh. Fucking oh, Twitter! You didn't cut out. Heard you all the all along. I mean, I I just want to ask though, who who else like pretty much like claimed like one of the first like Cosmos airdrops through watching a Liam video? Like literally, come on, probably from the vast majority of us, right? Well, I didn't do a tutorial for Osmosis or Juno, so I imagine quite a few people claimed their first airdrops through those two two chains, maybe. Uh, maybe the OGs, but uh, didn't a lot of people like come in after Osmosis like kicked off? There was like a lot of people late to the party, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I like, wanted I was one uh, of them. What do you mean? Like you came into Cosmos uh, like, like late? Uh, well, no, I was already in like Cosmos, but that, my my atom were on like a centralized exchange, so like I never properly came into Cosmos until maybe just after IBC went live on Osmosis and Osmosis launched its airdrop. Um, and then I missed the Juno drop because I didn't uh, stake in time like before. Uh, I can't remember the name of the upgrade, but before that upgrade. So actually, yeah, I missed Osmosis and Juno as airdrops. Um, Stark, it was called the Stargate upgrade, wasn't it? Yeah, in February. Yeah, it, yeah. Stargate upgrade. Yeah, exactly. Which was, so I, I think. I, yeah. Go, go on, sorry. Carry on. No, no, that was the IBC enablement. Sorry, dude. I was just saying that was when IBC was fully enabled, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was going to say, like, I probably staked, like, uh, I, I probably took my atom off of, off of like, Binance, I think around March, March time. So it literally was, like, a week or two after, after the um, Stargate upgrade. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say this about that. It was really fucking bad what happened, uh, especially, like, things like Binance and that. People got their uh, atoms stuck on, like, Binance for, like, fucking three, four weeks or something. Like, not, like, you couldn't do anything. And you'd, like, if it was stuck on, or, like, uh, what was it again? Atomic Wallet or uh, 
Exodus was the other one, wasn't it, right? Like, literally, your atom just got, like, frozen for, like, ages and ages. There were so many people kicking off. That was ridiculous, right? Uh, tank, we, we try and do to get you up. Uh, Liam, I know Tank's been dying to come up and talk to you. Tank, can you get that co-host on her? But now size drop down. But if you can grab the co-host, Tank, but we are trying, brother. Uh, yeah, Liam, I, I did want to ask you something, dude, about other equals. Because uh, we've got Don down there. I saw Rick Raffle was in for a little bit. Uh, Liam, do you do any other business like over on like Ethereum? I heard you mention about Avalanche and the subnets. Obviously, you're taking an interest in what's going on elsewhere. But what about your, your daily business? Is it 100% like Cosmos or are you, are you doing stuff elsewhere? Um, you know, actually, uh, another reason why I stopped my content is I didn't have enough time to do all of my own business, right? Like, I wasn't trading. I wasn't managing my uh, investments as well as I could, in my opinion. Um, and to be honest, even now, I'm not doing, like, as much as I'd like. But... Um, I'm actually pretty much all Cosmos. Um, like I don't really use Ethereum. The fees are high. It's it's, it's a bit of a pain in the ass. Um, I occasionally like mess around on Polygon. Um, I'm gonna hopefully go onto Optimism and Arbitrum at some point. Play around with them. Um, I'll obviously want to explore Avalanche. Occasionally do something on Polkadot. Like I've got some Akala. I've got some uh, Astar. From, from the crowd loans. So I did the crowd loans when that happened. Um, but actually, the main thing I've been doing recently is I hold Stargate, uh, STG tokens, and I basically vote on their proposals. Um, and I'm basically just doing it to farm the layer zero airdrop. Um, so that's all I'm really doing at the moment outside of Cosmos. My thesis, right, just for a bit of extra perspective before I stop talking again, uh, like my thesis is like, Cosmos, because you can launch any chain in Cosmos, like there's going to be enough like different chains and different products across the whole of the Cosmos ecosystem that I don't really need to focus my investment elsewhere, except uh, to kind of like counter my thesis that there'll be successful app chains in Cosmos. So I do have some Bitcoin and Ethereum, of course. Uh, I have a lot of Ethereum, like probably about the same as I hold an Atom. Um, and yeah, my thesis is generally stay in Cosmos. There's so much like abundance in this ecosystem. That if I focus all my time understanding Cosmos, researching, and by the way, still not fully up to date because there's just so many chains now uh, that I won't really need to look elsewhere as much. But I do have a few investments. And I think Stargate, by the way, uh, and Layer Zero is going to be quite a strong candidate as a um, not necessarily alternative to Cosmos, but as a chain that can come through as a success. Uh, that's just my thoughts. What do you think about the kind of like counter arguments about like, you know, liquidity not great, like TVLs? If you look at like some other equals, you know, like if you're going to look at something like Ethereum or whatever, of course. But there's like, you know, fractured liquidity is is being, becoming a problem. You know, if you look at like all the NFT projects on Stargaze. Uh, does that worry you, Liam? Or do you think the liquidity will come the next like bull market? It's something I thought about. Like, I think um, everyone's got to focus on building infrastructure, right? You know, anyone you ask pretty much across all these chains. Um, but actually, we need to build products. Um, so it's something I have thought about. We need products, not just infra, because if you've got infra and no products, you have nothing, basically. So I would like to see more products built. I'd like to see, like, solutions to fragmented liquidity and stuff. 
Um, but actually, no, it doesn't worry me. I think when you look at uh, the way that traditional systems work, like uh, the way we organize humans globally, um, right, we're very much organized into distinct communities of uh, varying sizes from small, medium to large size communities. You know, like the UK's a geographic community of people. The city London's like a community of people within the UK, right? Um, and you can look at this from like uh, gaming. You can look at it from the perspective of like interests, like on the internet, like communities aren't just based on geographic location. They're based on interests. So you have a community of people who are interested in cars, for example, that will chat on the internet, share pictures, make events, go to real life events. You'll have like a community of people interested in, uh, I don't know, pine trees, and they will meet up and talk on, online, like have a space where they all hang out. And like my vision or perspective or understanding of like, uh, blockchains is um it's kind of like you can have these communities centered around these blockchain databases right and these blockchains can have different characteristics depending on which communities are in charge of those blockchains so then these blockchains can be designed to serve the communities in the best way possible and that will change the design things like transactions per second maybe certain modules that are beneficial for DeFi, certain modules beneficial for nfts whatever so like basically my perspective long term is that we'll end up with many different blockchains, right? Whether they're roll-ups, uh, whether they're part of the Ethereum ecosystem and it's just layer twos, or whether they're independent app chains or whether they're app chains secured by the Cosmos Hub, doesn't matter. Like I think we will have blockchains that will be specific to different communities because that's how we can organize people in the blockchain space. We can't just have one blockchain hosting every community. That would be like having a one world with a ruler controlling the entire world. You basically have no choice and having no choice is really, really bad. So um, yeah, that's kind of my perspective. I think the Cosmos vision fits my thesis for the blockchain space the best. Multiple chains, different security models, different levels of sovereignty, um, and lots of options for consumers. Um, that was a bit of a ramble, by the way, but does that answer your question? Oh, mate, I love it, man. This is exactly what we wanted you on the show for, man, Liam, man. Didn't it? Honestly, didn't, didn't worry about that, son. Right, Liam, I've got to do this. Uh, by the way, I'm going to really enjoy the uh, the playback of this one, like because we always say that, you know, when you're hosting, it's not the same as when you're like down there as a listener enjoying it. I'm going to enjoy the replay. Right, I promised Ambedo, uh, Liam, I would ask you about this. <clears throat> Apparently, you're a huge fan, a huge fan of Passage and Strange Clan. Is that right, Anna? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, I, um, uh, yeah, it is. I'm, I'm pretty bullish on them, yeah. Is that okay? So are you, obviously, you're an NFT holder, I take it, are you? Are you waiting for the game coming out or what? Yeah, yeah. I've got, um, I've got a bunch of pas uh, Passage NFTs. Um, but I also hold Pixel Wizards, you know, Bad Kids, all of these other ones. So... I'm not well, I was, I want, a passage maxi, so to speak. Right. Well, we've got Cosmic Horizons coming on a Monday. So I kind of wanted to just like ask you about what you think about the state of, of gaming on Cosmos, because a lot of people believe that like it was going to be like this big thing. There'd be like, you know, gaming's well, saga, I think now we're doing it kind of thing, aren't there? Uh, if you if you were to look at gaming elsewhere especially like things like Ethereum, Phantom Galaxies, you know, some of the bigger projects, right? Uh, we've been talking about GTA 6 earlier. Is Cosmos Gaming 
like or gaming on Cosmos IBC? Is it lacking? Does it need an injection? I mean, what's what's going on? How does the landscape look to you, Liam? I think it's uh, it's like a, I don't know how best to word it, but I think I think Cosmos Gaming is pretty much non-existent. Like we have a few projects trying to build out some stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like even uh, like your casino, for example, is like uh, a game. Like and there are like small games around, but it just doesn't have like this this funding. Like it doesn't have like a hundred million dollars in funding. Like gaming on Polygon, for example. Um, I don't know if you saw. Um, oh God, what, what were they called? Um, it was like one of the the big card games. They did like uh, heroes that look like you know like Cryptocito, Jacob. Um, I can't remember what it's called now. Oh, but anyway, Ke- they Kepler, the Kepler one. Kepler, Kepler, he moved, didn't he? He moved, right? Yeah, he, he moved, and they also rebranded their name, so they're not called Kelapar anymore. It's called like something else, uh, Ashen Horizons. It's called now. Um, but yeah, they moved over to Polygon, and the reason is there's just a lot more tooling over on Polygon. There's a lot more money over there. There's a bigger gaming community there, so it just meant their game was more likely to succeed over on Polygon. Um, and I think that's kind of what the situation is for Cosmos. Like we just don't have all the tooling we need. We don't have the funding. And we don't have this this kind of community of gamers that are kind of all in one place. It's a bit fragmented. Like there's definitely gamers around, but that's what I think is a big struggle in Cosmos for gaming projects right now. Is like, how do you achieve a product market fit in a sector that doesn't really have a cohesive gaming scene? Um, so I think we need to basically build that community from the ground up for gaming and cosmos to be a success hopefully passage can do it hopefully you guys can help and other people with gaming products can help do that is is block time fundamental do you think that like not only block time but like that rendering layer as well so i mean obviously we've got like a cash but more importantly i think we've got a uh, kudos uh coming along didn't i think they did the ibc launch uh, around about uh, ibc connectivity around about january and they're hoping for like amazing like layer of like rendering like, do you think it's it's the technical things that we need or is it the other things like you're talking about, like, you know, the marketer and the outreach? Do you think the tech will bring like the other one or what? Uh, I think Saga could help bring a lot of gamers into the ecosystem, but they're kind of like more lent towards Polygon anyway, um, just because of how their stack works. Um, but um i'm not sure man i think it, it it's not just the tech that's needed like yeah there's there's definitely tech that needs to be built out um like you mentioned this rendering stuff like i don't know about that specifically but i think a lot of people just want to build on chain games and you can't really do that without fast transactions per second because you can't have a game where like someone gets an nft in the game like imagine i don't know an open world game and you go to like a treasure chest and you find like an axe and you pick up the axe and you want to use that axe, but guess what? You can't use it because you have to wait seven seconds before you own it because that block hasn't been processed yet. So you need very fast transactions per second because you need to put all of these like items that you get in game into, into NFTs, right? And that just takes time. So like for me, like from my perspective, because uh, I was going to kind of propose uh, to build a game around Stargaze and I had like the on-chain proposal all prepared to go on chain or at least on commonwealth like i had a whole twitter thread it was like 20 tweets and i also had three different documents on how the game would work so like i was very close to like taking this further 
And I just decided like there wasn't enough product market fit to take the risk and off on us to spend community funds, right? But um, yeah, I just think it's not just about the infra in response to your question. It's also about um, like how we're using blockchain in games. Like having certain games all on chain would make sense perhaps. Um, I'm not saying it definitely would, and I'm not saying what type of games it would, um, but it might make sense for all of say, a uh, strategy game perhaps to be on chain because it's t- it's slower, it's time-based. But if you imagine a first-person shooter or your favorite racing game, uh, you're probably not going to want all of the actions taken in-game to be recorded on chain because that's very expensive uh, and slow. It takes up a lot of block space, which is why it can get expensive. Uh, and it's slow because you have to fill block space and then wait for the next block to kind of have more actions. And you can't do that if you're like, let me put it in perspective, like some games, when, like a fighting game, when you play it, like a high level fighting game at a competitive level, you're doing maybe 600 inputs on your controller a second, like oh, a minute, sorry, 600 inputs a minute. So about um, 60 inputs a second. Like that's a lot of inputs. So like imagine you're trying to record the state of the game on the blockchain. Suddenly you've got to record 60 inputs every second per person playing this fighting game at the same time as someone else. Not possible to scale that massively. Maybe it is one day, it's not right now. So I think Web2 gaming can actually easily transition to Web3 if the actual gameplay stays off-chain and what you record on-chain is just the ownership of in-game items like skins perhaps or something different. Now that doesn't work for open world games where it's like you're kind of like earning these items real time. But if you take like a game, like a fighting game, where you play a fighting game and then it ends the game, goes back to the title screen, you could actually get rewards at the end of a game, which you might have to wait a few seconds to be recorded on a block before you can customize your character in the character selection screen, for example. That was a long rant, but that's just my thoughts. And I hope it gives no, you <laughs> at least some perfect. perspective, man. Liam, absolutely perfect, because you know why? This is what we've been talking about for, for months, is about the like uh, the Web 2 trade-offs with, with gaming and like exactly what needs to... Because so Rack FM from day one would have been like a casino. They were like, okay, the integrity of being like 100% on the chain, on chain, we're not going to like jeopardize it, even if it's like we have to wait for shorter block times to create certain games. So the Rocket game, They've had the Rocket game codes and everything ready, contracts ready to deploy for over a year. Well, almost a year, I should say. Sorry, around about June last year. But the block time has dictated the fact that they just can't do it. Like that particular game, that particular block time, it's impossible to be able to execute that game. And they were like, well, we're not going to launch it because we're not willing to have a trade-off. But like you say, these big games, and like what exactly needs to be on the chain? is one of the biggest discussions out there in regards to like Web3 gaming. That is like the, the number one convo right now. What needs to be on chain and what can we like, where's the trade-off? What can we substitute, right? That's a really good question. Because um, like obviously the assets in the game that you own as a player like needs to be on chain because the on-chain ownership can be proven that way. The NFT is like a container which proves the ownership of of an asset in game on the blockchain. Like the NFT itself isn't the asset, the asset stored potentially off chain, um, like like the same with NFTs, right? NFTs like PFP collections, they're not on chain, are they? They're stored in IPFS 
It's just the ownership is provable on chain in the NFT, which then points to the uh, file which contains the picture or the PFP or the character or whatever. So like there's right. a, you obviously need to track ownership, in my opinion, uh, but you also need to track on chain data as well for a player. Because like the whole benefit of NFTs in gaming is you can basically have more sovereignty over your assets. You can sell them for real money or you can take your assets into another gaming economy. Right. And the only way you can do that is by those assets being provably owned. But also your achievements in game need to be on chain because uh, otherwise you can't prove someone, say, played 2000 hours of a game and therefore they're entitled to this drop in you know, the second release of the game or something, as an example. So, yeah, I think everything needs to be on game in terms of achievements, uh, assets, like data like that. But uh, the actual gameplay experience can be off-chain, and you just record that at the end of, say, a gaming session, for example, even if that takes a while to upload. It's when you stop playing the game, then upload the data, and you don't affect their playing experience as, as much that way. Hey, Liam, look at this. We're being joined, right? Listen to this. We're being joined by not only another Brit, but we've actually been joined by Atom Royalty in the room here. Uh, hello, Mr. Bendy. Welcome there, brother. How are you doing? You all right? I'm good. I'm good, mate. Uh, laughing my head off to be described as Atom Royalty, but there we go. <laughs> Dude, I um, feel blessed. I feel blessed. This is like twice in a week because we, uh, we had your friend Funky on the other day. Yeah. Oh, I love Funky. He's great. Um, I don't know if you've just seen what we've just tweeted from the Accelerator, uh, but uh, MetaMask is coming to Cosmos. Norway, officially? Oh, class. Yeah, wow. But, uh, coming, coming September. Liam, thoughts? Uh, great, really great news. Um, obviously, there was a teaser about them coming over already. I think like one of their like devs or something made a comment on on offering offering you know services in Cosmos, but I didn't know that would maybe be coming from the Atom Accelerator. Is that is that something you guys are funding? Yeah, so uh, we're working with um, a guy called Joe at Mystic Labs. Um, uh, we're co-funding it with OGP because what Joe is building is something that will work for basically every standard Cosmos chain. Um, so I think basically MetaMask are launching a thing called Snaps, which will allow you to like, so other ecosystems are going to do the same thing and you can, it, it, it's like an extension to your MetaMask as it were. You add a Snap that's for Cosmos or you add one for, I don't know, some other ecosystem, right? Uh, but what, what was originally being looked at was individual chains would just like create their own snap. So you would be like, oh, here's one for the hub and here's one for osmosis and here's one for agoric. And they would all be separate, which would just be shit UX. And what instead is going to happen now is um, there's the, the, this is more of a kind of universal implementation. So you download a Cosmos snap to add it to your wallet. When you click connect via MetaMask, it will just load that in. Um, and then we're, yeah, and he's working with cosmology to mean that basically everyone can just add it to their front ends in the same way as at the moment you can pick to add Kepler, uh, you know, to connect with Kepler. So it should be like, so you'll be able to sign your transactions for all Cosmos chains, all standard Cosmos chains with MetaMask, which is just incredible. Yeah, so really good. 
UX advantage, kind of uh, getting like the Ethereum ecosystem into Cosmos, right? A big barrier we've talked about for a long time. So that sounds really, really good, man. I mean, that's why I've bounced in here because I was so excited. I finally got the confirmation that the last bit of paperwork had been done. And I was just like, oh, right, okay, get the tweet out. And then uh, saw there was a space going on. So I thought I'll dive in because I just, uh, there's no one in my house for me to share how excited I am. I'm, uh, I'm absolutely buzzing for you, Bendy. Absolutely fucking buzzing because you did mention this on the space a couple of weeks ago, right? You were like, mm, there's rumors that MetaMask may be coming, but like, bro, come on, this is like, you know, are you going to onboard the ETH community through Evmos? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> so so the, the next thing I really want to work on uh, is basically I want a cross-Cosmos initiative to onboard ETH users in September. So that actually, like, we subsidize bridging fees uh, from ETH to Cosmos, right, for that month or whatever. And basically, because MetaMask will do a big push for snaps in general, but what we should do is have this really aligned cosmos wide let's get eth people in and kind of do a big marketing push in september that's that's my next kind of big goal with this because it's great to have the tech and it will mean that we can all onboard people uh that way but like what we what the next thing to do is basically make sure that you know via cosmology everyone has their dApps lined up so that day one everything kind of just works we encourage users over we have a load of educational videos. We make it really clear. Like this, this, the, you know, this, the tech is just the first step in making it work. You've got to, you know, as you would talk about it, it's like building the culture, right? So you're gonna get them on uh, rack. You're gonna get them on the rack casino, are you? You're gonna get us some liquidity, <laughs> Bendy. <laughs> but it's what it's what we've got to do. We've got to get like, every, like we've got to showcase ourselves. You know, to like it's the biggest. The ETH community is like the biggest market we could possibly get to. And if MetaMask are going to do a big push for snaps, we want to make sure that our snap is the one where you have the best possible experience. And that it means that chains have got to bring their A game. Uh, Rack FM is kind of like really ironic, guys, because there was a list of talking points for Liam tonight, right? And then one of the final talking points of the evening was going to be what was Liam's thoughts on Prop 95? How does he feel about the accelerator down? Like, I just want to get his idea. Tonight, we've just been, like, generalising, you know, like, what do you think about, like, the bigger picture here? So, Liam, I mean, that's really good news. Uh, I'm going to go back to that point before we welcome Timmy very quickly. What Were you a fan of 95? Uh, did you support it? And do you think the accelerator guys are doing quite well or, or what? Uh, I'm not, I wasn't really, like, majorly opposed to it. Um, I'm not sure... <laughs> The, the, the struggle I found with governance is it's very hard to measure success um, of, of like spending, right? Because you're not really sure like if the initiative is going to be any good. And then if it's uh, for an accelerator DAO, you're not sure like how much of an impact they have on the chain because uh, you don't know how well the projects they fund are going to do and stuff. So I actually do think it's really difficult to actually assess like all of these funding requests and whether or not they're going to be advantageous. Um, but I actually have come around now. Um, I can't really talk how I felt at the time because I can't remember. Um, but now I think like the accelerator DAO is actually pretty good um, in the perspective that we're trying to kind of build this narrative around the atom economic zone. Um, and I think kind of building that, that narrative is to have the accelerator DAO helping 
all kinds of toolings and projects launch around that zone specifically. So uh, I'm not opposed to community pool spending. I think the hub can absorb the selling pressure. Um, and I don't think it's a major problem for Atom um, compared to other chains where, you know, maybe they're not as liquid and, and there's more more kind of uh, bearish price action from their funding. But that's just me. And it's not a strong opinion, but I'd be interested to hear what everyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. 195 was only like um, back in January. I mean, they've only, so they've only been like a partnership by the time the funds are distributed, they can get it up and running. I think that was like well into February. You know, they've only been up and running about three months and they've already got MetaMask. Uh, I don't know how to, to me, what do you think about the good news about MetaMask coming? Is it big? Is it a nothing burger? Uh, I am only on stage because it kept cutting out and I'm just a listener. I can't really speak right now. Oh, it's all right, dude. No worries. I know it's fucking Sorry. shit. That's all right, dude. It's shit tonight. Fucking uh, Elon. <laughs> uh, Bendy, are you are you happy with your success so far? Like the moves you've made, the progress. Are you are you comfortable? Uh, I suppose it's not really for me to to say whether because you know it's ultimately it's up to the community. We exist to serve them. Uh, I. I am happy. I think we've done some good things. Uh, I think there's a lot more to be done. I would also like to see uh, more people come into the space because I think there's more work than we can do. I think that's been one of the really interesting things for me is just like, yeah, the kind of nascent demand for someone to come and talk to and ask for funding of or come up with ideas or try and collaborate. And, you know, I think that like, we're a relatively small team, you know, with, once you count the oversight committee, what are we like 10, 11 people, um, you know, most of whom are working full time, right? Because people are, you know, the reviewers, basically their job is to read applications, set up interviews, do those, vote on things like that's, but like you can see there's a huge amount of like more to be done for Atom. And at the moment we're the only ones outside of like a, you know, and informal or whatever who kind of work more on the kind of code base side of things but in terms of that biz dev space we're like the only people doing that and i think they're like so i am very pleased with the things that we've achieved so far but i do think there's a huge amount more so i would hate to come on here and say hey we're brilliant and i'm totally complacent about everything because i just think there's so much more potential than than what has been done um so i don't want to sound like i i'm trying to balance here of sounding bullish on ourselves and bearish in terms of it's always, like my view will always be it's great what we've done but we need to do more and i think that's a really healthy attitude to have because otherwise we're just going to get into some sort of like oh we're amazing which is just not a healthy attitude i do i do like what liam said though and that should resonate with the entire community because everybody said the same thing when it comes to this like community funding right now, and if you look at like obviously price action that we've seen, et cetera, et cetera, there is only Atom that can absorb the kind of selling pressure from like an eight million, whatever it is, eight million dollar fund or something, Bendy, right? Like, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it varies a bit with price action. I mean, like, you know, it's that's all spaced across the year. Not everyone's going to sell immediately. But yeah, like, like the big advantage, you know, the thing that Atom has going for it is it has meaningful deep liquidity in multiple places. I think, you know, one of the things that dawned on me recently is like 
during the ball, everyone was like shitting on centralized exchanges and rightly so to a certain extent. But then, you know, one of the reasons why Atom is so uh, resilient is because it has deep liquidity on, on centralized exchanges. So I think there are sort of like some financial realities that chains unfortunately have had to learn during the bear uh, that Atom has kind of been slightly um, immune to. Uh, so that does put us in, you know, it gives us the position to be able to fund things, but it's also why, for example, you know, this MetaMask funding is effectively, this is an interchain public good. This is why we've come together with OGP because we've basically gone, like we want to benefit all of Cosmos. It's absolutely a net positive for Atom. It's a net positive for Osmosis. It's totally within our remit, but it's also going to benefit everyone else. And some of the chains that are going to benefit just wouldn't be able to put up the uh, the collateral to support the development in time because, you know, it's a, it's a very tight timeline to turn this round. And the typical thing that I think that would have happened pre-Prop 95 is we would have missed the boat. And every other ecosystem would have had their foundations sort the sort shit out and they'd have got they'd have got ready for snaps and they'd have all launched and we'd have gone oh yeah cosmos isn't very good at this and that that kind of is where i feel we might have ended up so so that's why i think it's really good to have teams that are available to deploy capital quickly uh when opportunities arise i do want to go back to what liam said liam said about sort of public governance funding um and i guess he was talking about it in relation to 95 but i'm still kind of keen that you know for certain things they should go by public governance or they you know they might not want to be funded by us they might want to actually get the kind of endorsement of the uh the wider community or they you know or there should be other DAOs doing similar work to what we're doing and you know i think that the community pool should be kind of exist with intentionality and where there are good things for it to do, it should be put to work because, you know, you should see an ROI on a lot of these things. Not everything's going to be a home run, but, you know, something like the investment in MetaMask, I would be astonished if it isn't. Liam, any responses? Uh, no, no thoughts specifically. I, I actually have to jump off in a sec because I've got some work to do for Snake Zito. So, um, yeah, sorry, I couldn't catch the end of what, what you were saying there, Bendy, so I do apologize. Um, but I guess I can hang around for like five minutes if there's any, any last questions or anything that you uh, want to go over. Liam, Liam, you've been, I've got to say, you've been golden. You've been a lovely guest, man. I knew you were going to be, and it's absolutely fantastic to have you on the show. Like, it's a proper honor, dude. I've really enjoyed it. And, you know, I'm just gutted that it, people have been getting rugged. Like, if we'd had, you know, Bay Barnes and if we'd had Bruce and if Finn's even been getting rugged, if we'd had the other, like, good people who were involved in Rack FM, uh, it would have been even better. But, dude, putting that to one side, I've really enjoyed, like, two hours of your time. They would have been, like, dying to Like, I, since, uh, I think I jumped on a space the other week, the Omni space you were on, right, for a little bit, yeah? But I'm going to be honest here, right? Okay, fanboy moment for Robbo. I was watching the stream swap video, and then you put the Rack FM, uh, imagine the smell clip on, right? And what happened is that finished, and it went, and you were like, that went to you on the camera, and you were like, your face was just like, oh. And you were like, I wasn't expecting that, dude. I was, Liam, I was ill laughing. Like, it was so funny, dude. Really cool. Like, it was a really great. It was a great song, man. I just wasn't ready for it at all. And it was, uh, 
it was really good. Which was, uh, it was a good vibe for sure. Did you hear Great the second one? Did you hear the second one that we uh, obviously we asked for pre-registrations on Juno, but then we dropped some copies on uh, Omniflix? Did you hear that? I haven't heard the second one actually. No, and I, I need to listen to it because someone was telling me in one of the Omniflix spaces, and I was like, oh, I need to go and listen to that, and I still haven't done it, so I, I should get on yeah, that. It's got Jack Hartlow on it. It's really good, the sampling. Uh, oh, and nice. I've got to see it. Yeah, yeah. Finn's, it's actually, I think there's like, someone bought a copy today, actually. I think there's like four copies left for sale on Omniflix. It's like, I think it's like six flicks or something, which is like so cheap now. Uh, I think there's like four copies left to be able to grab or something. But I don't know. It's just one of those. And I'm just going to tell everyone, I have already seen uh, the artwork by Ambedo and listened to which is not the final version finn's brother's still got to put the scratching in but the next rap the next record the next drop like I'm, i've already seen what's coming and it guys the artwork is just next level if you get it you get it and uh, some ambedo's best ever work but it's a uh, again it's just like a little bit different a little bit of a different vibe like and then what's going to happen is that the fourth one will be like the ep and we're in talks with Omniflix now about exactly how to do it, like what you might need to burn to be able to do what. So I am going to say quickly before Liam goes, in the nest, guys, uh, you'll see the link, right, for the fifth out of ten. So these are the uh, proof of attendance that we're doing. Click on. You've got to watch the little interactive video. And there's a question about Liam. Uh, we've got so far, guys, 225 people who have collected all four uh, well they collected the three and then we airdropped the fourth which was the wrap if you rem remember yeah imagine the smell so basically oh go on go on coin landing page sorry yeah because liam hasn't got long go on yeah no no go go ahead go ahead i'll i'll take the last moment no worries i just want to say guys yeah go and grab that one uh because we might be opening up an event where you know if you've missed out on one of the first five You'll be able to put your address in and which one you've missed and we'll bulk mint them out to, to, to fill your collection. At the halfway point, we want to be like making you whole. But grab the fifth one. Uh, it's Brasco. And what he's done is he's animated the album art. So if anyone's been going to rackfm.org, following like our lander page, what Finn's done, you'll see the album art for every show. Brasco's animated and he's put like the proof of attendance on and we've put a little voice clip in to make you laugh. So... Definitely grab that. Uh, we'll probably close it in about 48 hours, and then we'll be sending the NFTs out. Yeah, so Liam, that one's to mark your appearance tonight, bro. And I'll hand it over to Coin Landon Page. Yeah, so uh, some people will probably already know what's going to follow. Um, but uh, I was going to ask, Liam, thank you for your, uh, for your attendance and all your opinions. Really nice to hear you. And um, it's, it's been a while since you've been really vocal again. Um, but I was wondering if you'd be interested to uh, take a little tour through coinlanding.page and uh, maybe see if you're interested to talk with me about the UX in the cosmos and see uh, how we could improve that. Oh, you've really put me on the spot here. <laughs> um i mean yeah at some point we can for sure obviously now i'm quite busy today um but yeah if you want to kind of ping some stuff over i can take a look and um i'd be happy to jump on a call for 10 15 minutes if you uh want to discuss stuff and go over things yeah sure thing 
Yeah, sure. No rush, man. Um, if I, uh, I can send you a DM, is that possible? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, send it over. Sure. I'll send you Liam. a DM, and then uh, that we'll see uh, a moment to uh, to speak to each other. And uh, if uh, if you want to see any of my material, just go to coinlanding.page. You'll see everything you need to see. Basically, Liam, right, I'm going to tell you, there's only two people ever allowed to shill in our spaces, right? But there's only two people. The other one's got his hand up, and one of them's just spoken. Go on then, Timmy. I was just going to say, I almost forgot. Liam, check your message requests on Twitter here. I sent you something from the Taboo account, um, Taboo app. Just a quick question for you. And feel free to reply to your leader. No, no rush. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. No worries. Cool. Great space, right, by the way. I enjoyed listening. Right, Liam. Yeah, I'm thanks for having me, by the way. Liam, this has been one of our most like chilled out in the hammock like Fridays that we've ever had. I'm a bit gutted about like uh, me usual cause like uh, getting rogued. Like that's that's just been Twitter. We're lucky to have pulled it off. At least we've got the recording. But uh, dude, what a great guest! Knowledgeable, well thought, and uh, the word I like to use for Liam guys is wholesome, doesn't he? Like, if you're going to be, like, paying attention to, like, people in crypto and blah, 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 you need all kinds, right? Chris is uh, the co-host. I don't know if he's got any words before we go to Liam to close us out, but uh, I'm going to use that word. Wholesome, right, Chris? Yeah? Oh, definitely. Um, I, I, great space. It was great listening to you again, Liam. Um, love your take on certain things, and it's uh, great to have you back around. Thanks for, thanks for having me, Chris. Thanks for having me, uh, Robo. No, Timmy, coin landing page. Yeah, it's been awesome stuff. Um, I didn't expect to stay this long, but it's just been a good vibe. It's been nice to chat. Um, I didn't feel like, you know, some some spaces you go to and you're like, okay, I've got to be really serious here and make sure I speak correctly and all of that jazz. It's quite nice to just kind of kick back on this one and chat with you guys. So really appreciate it. Um, And it was good to actually chat with you. You know, obviously I've seen you guys about for a while. Sometimes you're involved in drama, sometimes you're not. So I was like, hey, I'll just go in, in a space and, and speak with you guys. It's been awesome. Uh, so thanks for having me. Excuse me for the noise, but feel welcome to join whenever you want, man. This is a chill space. Always welcome. Liam, you know what we describe it as? It's like you come over to the house, the family house for dinner, and then after dinner we're all stuffed and we sit down with a little sherry round the fire and we have a little bit of crack. That's the kind of vibe we try to create whether it's like, you know, an influencer like yourself or whether it's an L1, we want everyone to know that like, yeah, I'm going to go over there and just vibe a little bit and be myself, you know, and you have been tonight, mind. And for that, I have to thank you, dude. We are, we thank you, the Rack FM Collective anyway. Anyway, dude, go and do your work, right? You've served us long enough, bro. Thank you so much, Liam, yeah? Thanks, guys. Take care. Enjoy the rest of the space. Grab your NFT. Grab your NFT, right? <laughs> Take care, brother. Take care. Uh, bye. Bye. Yeah, guys, uh, what a great space. Uh, what I am going to do is close this down uh, with a little outro uh, for Finn, because Finn likes these little Easter egg kind of things. Uh, I just want to say a big, big, big thank you to all of you people who have been part, like both listeners and speakers. Yous are invaluable, like we do this kind of like for the people that might be at work, 
they're in a fucking in real life job, you know, they're like, ah, oh, fuck, I've been sitting there coding all day, whatever it is, you're just some noise in the background, right, you can get into. Uh, but also, you know, we're trying to build bridges, you know, like block gaps, et cetera, et cetera, just try and be better people, like, constantly, and, and by trying to get guests like Liam on and just having these open, you know, conversations. I think that's Rack FM's trying to achieve what it kind of set out to be. I don't know what you guys want to say before I close it out. I just feel like we're heading in the right direction, Rack FM, you know. Maybe a bit less controversial and a bit more relevant. I don't know. Paul, you what do you think? nail on the head there, Robo. It was a really good one. It was uh, nice to, to listen to. I laid down in the park, just taking in some information and some opinions. Beautiful. But, you know, the spice of drama is always nice to listen to as well. I would say, guys, if you haven't listened to the Wrecked Raffle uh, the other night, that it's on Spotify, it's on rackfm.org, it's on all uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, etc. You find Rack FM everywhere, right? Whatever your uh, preferred kind of like uh, platform for your media is. I will say the Wreck Raffle one was just such good crack and like banter and like laughter. Like these, these classic Rack FMs only come along every like so often. Uh, if you compare that to say like what we did last night with Jared and uh, Zion, and then if you compare that, uh, you, you, you couldn't get three more different shows. So like it's about kind of being a little bit of a chameleon, isn't it? Like trying to blend, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, I'm going to tell you this, guys. Listen, taboo. Uh, Timmy, can we say this, right? Because I, I, I think it was on an unrecorded one last night. So Taboo's pre, not, not the Mint, but the pre-Mint or pre-Mint launch party is going to be on Rack FM. Is that right, Timmy? Going to sort that out, yeah? Yes, sir. Exact date to be determined, but sooner than later. We'll, we'll let people know. Within like about 48 hours of the Mint or something, yeah? Well, that'll... I'll be cautious. And actually, you know, because we're not doing a mint, like this is totally free and airdropped. Maybe I mint them a little early and we give some out to people during the uh the launch party. That could that could be fun. That could fucking work me, for me, bro. I'll get back to you on that robo, yeah. Anyway, Timmy. guys, I want to say I am look, I am looking forward to that. Go on, sorry, yeah. Yeah, I just want to say Timmy, uh be sure to get me that uh submission for uh taboo. I'll uh, I'll be sure to not upload it before you uh, post the uh, article. Oh oh um, I I literally didn't understand the first part of your sentence. You you're talking about you on like the landing page designs and such? No, I'm no, guessing not necessarily the landing page designs, but um, sorry, I'm in a in a shop now. But uh, just like the information and uh, yeah, basically the the what it's on about. Get cool. It yeah. Through, uh, um, right now, I'd say the best uh, kind of single compilation of info, I'll pin it above for anyone interested, is the article on Interchain Info about it. Um, that has like a pretty detailed breakdown with more you know info than we put on uh, Twitter. So if you're curious about what kind of sets it apart from other wallets, uh, here we go. I'll pin it above, and uh, I appreciate everyone's interest. I uh, actually got super fortunate and had a choice between a couple of web three jobs. Like there were a couple teams that reached out to me and I went with this one for a reason, because I think like making a good, easy, intuitive wallet is like 
key for mass adoption and onboarding. So I'm all passionate about this. It's my spark stuff. I've heard the team are cool as fuck as well. I've heard like Brandon and them's like cool as fuck to work with. So that's what I've totally. heard. Totally. Yeah. Right. Really good crowd. I've heard the Umi crowd are fucking class, apparently. I mean, I've spoken to them a couple of times, like on, on the odd spaces and stuff like that, but I've heard like the really, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's, here's what's interesting. The one thing I want to make clear about Taboo, um, it's somehow weirdly legally connected to Umi. But like they're very separate. It even has its own finance sources and investors and such. So like there is no bias there. Like Brandon, for example, me, um, we don't touch Umi stuff. Um, and I think that's crucial for a wallet. That was kind of one of the things I was hesitant about at first. But then they explained to me like how separate they are. There wouldn't be bias. You know, the wallet's going to support Umi, Mars, Kava, you know, all that stuff equally. And I was like, all right, OK, I like that because um, the Umi wallet would be cool but what we really want is a true interchain wallet oh, i mean mute but guys i'm getting rugged again the mute button's getting stuck it's literally properly getting stuck here uh so i think we're getting rugged i'm gonna wind it down uh timmy mind by the way jump in and listen to that space the other night uh with uh ari from zengo uh they're they're doing quite an interesting thing with the uh multi-party computation stuff like if you're just into wallets and obviously that's what you're working on at the minute, there might be like a decent space for you to check out. I mean, Finn said it sounded like I was on Crenshaw Boulevard because I was like on the way home across Bangkok. Wait, can you, can you give me like a, can you give me a super quick TLDR? I'm not familiar with them at all. Like what? Well, they're out of possible to summarize in a sentence or not really. <laughs> Uh, okay, they've been around for five years, eight hundred thousand users, and they've never had one compromise yet. Uh, there's no seed phrase. They use uh, multi-party computation, uh, which is what like TradeFi uses to secure like billions and billions in assets. Uh, they also have the clear sign like uh, a browser, uh, which is like a firewalled uh, browser that would stop anything. So like basically, they've never fucking lost anything ever. But you can put your board up in Zengo, and it's gonna be safe. Uh, it's it's quite an interesting. I mean. M- uh, yeah, MPC. MPC is quite an interesting fucking technology. I didn't realize outside of Web3 just how big and important it was and just what it was doing. These are the kind of the first guys. Well, they're not the first guys to employ it in Web3, but they're the first guys to employ employed it in Web3 in this manner with a wallet. It's the only wallet that exists that does this. So there's no safeways. You've got half. Their servers have got half. But it's like, it's kind of like cryptography that brings the whole thing together, if that makes sense, right? And they've got, they haven't got two FA, they've got three FA, which is like this uh, facial recognition technology as well, where it also like cryptography, like scrambles your image. So like, you know, with a centralized exchange, and I'm going to end the space very quickly. I just want to quickly say this about the wallet. Do you know a centralized exchange? Like you, you got to do the facial recognition, and you, you know your passport, you like or the date of, you know you put the date on a piece of paper, and you're like, they've got that image, right? This three FA technology that they've got, which is your email, it is your facial recognition, and the third one is like a, a file that's put on your saved on your Google Drive, but like the file is like kind of like unreadable, if that makes sense. Uh, it can only be read by you trying to put the wallet back like on your phone again. Uh, 800,000 users, five years. 
They've never had one lost wallet. They've got 24-hour customer support. They, like I say, they're out to Tel Aviv, and you know what the Israelis are like. This guy moved from like Chicago to Tel Aviv, the communications manager, uh, just to be like there where the project is, you know, the proper serious, serious. But it's like, it's interesting tech anyway, Timmy. I'm going to end it on that because we did this the other night. This, uh, oh, Finn's come in. Look, he's going to be like, get out the fucking space, guys. Two hours, 24 minutes. I'm feeling you, Finn. I'm feeling you. So, yeah, Timmy, go and check that out the other night. What, Ari? Like two nights ago, Wednesday? Yeah? Anyway, there's the emojis. Yeah, that sounds interesting. <laughs> there's the emojis. Cheers to Chris for keeping us going tonight without the co-host that have been lost. The amount of times I've had to log out, log back in. If you'd missed the beginning or you missed the bulk of like Liam, I do suggest go back and listen to the guy. Fast forward through me. Listen to him. You'll really enjoy it. Uh, I'll tell you what I might do, though, guys. I might spin up in a bit, a bit later, uh, an unrecorded one. I'm going to find out what's happening with Eva and see what the track is. And find out anyway. Take care. Right? Good night. God bless you all. Uh, we love you. Over and out from Dublin Rap FM. 69.420 FM. Coming in your ears five days a week. Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. EST. God bless. God speed. Take care. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, inevitably it kind of starts to happen. Tripping on the bird app, listening to nerds flap, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web3. That's why they can't fly. They just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower. Blowing up the bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preaching open sauce, but don't listen to the code. And now it's mutiny, community uprise. There's no more humility, futility, plus size. Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal. Which side of the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles? Motherfucking Westside shit, needle and noose Sticking with my armory, Yam, Beto and Bruce Repping psychedelic artistry, believing the truth Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue? GM fam Is it really worth all the effort? Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think is a clear no we started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, this shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, less knee jerk More evolution, less shit coin preachers Pretending to be teachers, y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rap fucks Sucking up the cheddar, the recipe is two steps Rinse and repeat, now we all in your butts And we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat. If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you, you would be like, don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it. Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might it cost us a lot more than, than what can be gained game. by like fighting this to the better end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Oh.
Spaces. <laughs>